0: hi there this is bt calloway welcome to the simpsons index before we get into the show i just wanted to tell you about our upcoming project pulp fury radio a new podcast anthology series featuring all original stories in classic pulp genres like sci-fi noir horror and fantasy if you're looking for an escape from the everyday then you're looking for pulp fury radio you can find out more at pulpfuryradio.com. with the first episode coming soon to wherever you get your podcasts okay on with the show
1: The Simpsons Index,
2: an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming to you out of SideQuest Studios, this is The Simpsons Index, episode 170, the eighth Treehouse of Horathon. <laughs> It's getting spooky up in here, and you might be wondering why are we doing a Treehouse of Horathon not in October? It's because every May we stole the idea from worst episode ever to celebrate Mayo Ween. Because Halloween rules, let's celebrate it more. Mm. And as always for Mayo Ween, I am joined by Jordan Frost, hello, and BT Calloway, hello. <laughs> but for this special Mayo Ween, we are joined once again live from San Francisco, roughly. Sure, <laughs> it's Michael Swaim. <laughs>
1: Hello. <laughs> Greetings. I'm, that's too scary. You got to knock that shit off. Yeah. <laughs> I, <can't. laughs> I thought in stra- in Australia Halloween was in May. Christmas was on New Year's. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is. And uh and the hamburgers eat you. That's the deal, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm we- well, we- wearing
0: is- hats on our feet and stuff.
3: It does make more sense because pumpkins and it's autumn right now. It would make more sense to just do it now. But yeah. um no, instead we do it when it's starting to get really friggin' hot. It's like thirty degrees in October and huh. yeah, you wanna walk around in a giant bulky costume yeah yep.
0: i did actually see someone who made a jack lantern out of a pineapple and it looks awesome because it's all spiky i'm like i'm doing that that's sick that does yeah. look great
1: mad Crazy max lantern yeah. yeah 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 it makes you wonder if i'd have to check the episode but if homer invested in pumpkin futures in australia his plan <laughs> oh, yeah. might have worked out it might have done <laughs>
2: For sure, definitely. It feels like we're talking about the Animal Crossing stalk market again.
3: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Bunch of nerds.
2: (laughs) Hey, hey,
3: look, it's a legitimate money (laughs) bell-making technique. You just... Got to get on it. Beach,
2: remember the year that we did watermelon jack-o'-lanterns? It
0: blew minds.
2: Yeah. But the problem <laughs> is, watermelons don't last as long as no. pumpkins. They mm. only last like a day.
0: <laughs> but they look kind of cool when decrepit and kind of moldy. And like, the horror itself is getting old and the ravages of age.
2: No kids, those so. are real fruit flies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway, this is The Simpsons Index. This is a podcast where we watch and review three episodes of The Simpsons at a time, but there's a twist. Each episode comes from a different decade. And now, as I already said... You yeah, we have a biannual treehouse of Horathon, and yeah, that's exactly what we're doing today. And we just started out with a episode that Ed. Last year, this was season thirty-one, episode four, Treehouse of Horror thirty. First released in October of two thousand nineteen, it was directed by Timothy Bailey, not the Australian weatherman. Oh. Written by Jay Stuart
3: Burns.
1: <laughs> oh, thanks for clarifying that for <laughs> <Yeah. With> all <laughs> the
0: confusion in the room. I feel
3: like for an Australian though, that is very specific. Like you would yeah. need to make that yeah. you know concession yeah.
2: because like the business of the Broly is famous. <laughs> It's, yeah, anyway, keep going. Anyway, enough with our niche Australian references. Let's get into some uh, niche horror American
1: references. What do we think of this one? Well, as F. Scott Fitzgerald once said, not the Australian weatherman. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Yep uh let's see what's my other canned joke i had prepared that i have to get out of my <laughs> system then we'll be ready to roll oh yeah i just googled simpsons xxx and i got a very different kind of oh. video. Uh, oh, uh, dear. incidentally ha- has anyone on this pod talked about the simpsons porn and then i'm done derailing <laughs> us i really promise <laughs> i'm sure we've thought the, about it we haven't properly reviewed it it's yeah. just uh, the only you don't need to but it's people covered in yellow body paint so yeah. it becomes oh. like, much like the watermelon-a-lantern, it quickly becomes more disturbing than they even intended it to be. Um, do they have? I, yeah, question, question, you? Yeah, excuse me, Mr. Swaim. Um, yeah.
3: Do they have the weird like half cut, uh, like ping pong ball cut in half, stuck onto their eyes?
1: You nailed it, ping pong balls. It's okay. the yeah. yeah. only oh, way right.
2: I am not happy with that. My subconscious knew. Yeah.
1: To answer your question, Elliot, I thought it sucked. I thought it sucked hard. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I wrote down the notes. Uh, just dumb and boring. So that yeah.
1: pretty much covers it.
0: Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. No, look, I because I, uh, I, I've done a few of these treehouse ones now. You poor bastard. Uh, yeah. The um the thing I found is that when you're watching the classic treehouses, they take maybe like a concept and just like explore the more the horror. And I know mm-hmm. we're gonna get into that a bit, but this this one really. The later tree houses seem to be more about what is pop culture? Let's just write an episode about that. Let's just hit those beats and
0: it doesn't matter if it makes any sense or is funny or scary or a parody of anything.
3: And sometimes don't even need to like relate to the source material at all. We're just going to like visually imply that this is based on Mm -hmm. Stranger Things or Shape of Water or whatever and just write something completely different.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Now I keep coming back to that um, review that we read about um, when The Simpsons like did a parody of the Wii and was just like, yeah, they don't really understand why it's popular, they just understand it's a thing. And I, I, yeah. and
0: I told you then, I'm going to tell you now, you need to say Nintendo Wii, otherwise mm-hmm. no one knows what you're talking about. <laughs> well, it takes an awkwardly long time to oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: that was like 10 years, 12, how many years ago was the Wii released? Because that is, shut up, I'm
3: still ancient young.
0: Ancient time,
2: yeah. <laughs> anyway, um... Has everyone seen that Futurama episode where they're like taking the stars out of the galaxy and time keeps jumping forward? Yes, I love that episode. Time keeps oh, on yeah, yeah. skipping. Yeah. That's the like. That's what this episode felt like. They mm. just sort of did so many plot beat jumps. Oh yeah,
3: it felt like the editor had a, like no time to cut yeah, the episode yeah. together and just was like, yeah, yeah, that'll do. But there's several points where you just like, wait, where did that realization happen? Yeah. Is that yeah. on the
2: cutting room floor or what happened? Yeah. All right, let's get into it. So
1: the Omen opening, I guess. Yep. Mm. Right, yeah. Not really a segment. One of the bright spots for me was the joke sequence Even though I find it a little inside baseball, like it's just for comedy writers, but I was still like, Mm. ah, hat tip, to Nemo is omen backwards, Yeah, Yeah. race car is, uh, rather than (gasps) race car, which is what I expected, it's palindrome, that burns, you see the Nemo Mm. poster again, and that is a good topper (gasps) callback. Mm. That tickles me more than I think it would someone who doesn't like to analyze comedy, and you guys probably feel the same way, but it's technically... That's pretty clever. You got three good beats out of that chain. That's pretty good. Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I've just got no real other notes about that was going to be my note.
3: Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No,
2: no, it's just nothing else stands out.
3: Well, the thing I didn't like about that bit was the Nemo with the Simpsonized face. It kind of, it was sort of uncanny valley almost like it it just it didn't look right and it kind of i kept staring at that and not listening to what was actually going on but anyway at least it wasn't having sex with
1: the person dressed in a homer costume
0: (laughs) can't we purge that from our collective minds
1: (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) and i know it's been mentioned on the show before when you get to these later seasons but This opening especially, I actually felt my heart go out like someone has to get Julie Kavner some tea and honey. Like someone has to free her from this gravelly hell that she's stuck in. You can just hear her laboring under the the onus of doing the Marge gruffness. But then by the other token, something I end up always writing when I view Simpsons with analytical eye, no matter how late in the season is, Dan Castellaneta elevates so many lines that are just phoned in that dude will not phone it in like Mm, you mm. can hear him still doing classic homer deliveries on lines that don't deserve that much effort (laughs) Uh, so and that's always delightful
2: yeah Uh, you find the bright spots where you can but (laughs) yeah poor Julie Kavner like you don't feel like it's a a fault of her own just
3: no (laughs) I feel like she's contractually because I thought at one point she said, I'm retiring mum's voice, like yeah. I'm not doing that one anymore. It hurts too much. But then they they sometimes just bring it out of yeah. the box yeah. sometimes. And I feel bad for her because I'm like, that's even
2: worse than what you have to do normally. Please, just yeah. some,
3: someone do something. <laughs>
2: yeah. And we'll talk about her a bit more in the final segment, but let's move on to the technical first segment, unless anyone had anything else to say about this omen. My only opening. note
0: is, it was... I thought we were just straight into episode. I didn't realise this was an intro for a, a long, long time until we, skipped, yeah. until we skipped rapidly ahead to the end of the omen. Like, oh, okay, this is actually just the intro, isn't it?
2: It was just, yeah, such a very laborious way of... Them doing the, oh, look, it's our 30th treehouse and also our 666th episode. Mm. Um, sorry, there was two, like, minor little things I don't want to talk about.
3: First of all, I just love the sick burn on Morrissey and people who listen to Morrissey. Yeah, um, actually, I was into Goth, Rod and Todd. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, then Ned saying, like, oh, I guess I have to dig three graves. It's yeah. very grim. Just... One random thing that I noticed in the background, and I had to mention it because it's my thing, Mm -hmm. is that at the start, we're in the hospital, and Marge is giving birth. I noticed in the background behind the hospital beds, the plugs were actually Australian plugs.
1: Oh. Yeah, they had the two at an angle and the one.
0: You mean, before they went to the upside down, they went to the down under? Yeah.
1: (laughs) If you look very carefully, the toilet water is swirling the wrong way. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) so subtle, but you can see it. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, there was another weird joke about Shauna making out with Curdy and Jimbo while they were hanging themselves. That was...
1: It just really... I know there's something I can't elucidate about why I feel a rule is broken when, because obviously The Simpsons can break reality if it does it in a way that's responsible. Quote unquote, Mm. But when they literally said, we're killing ourselves now, which you already rarely have a character do, say, I'm doing this now. They go, we're killing ourselves now. And they jump off. And for the sake of shimmying in a mediocre joke, they go like, I guess they don't die though, so they can say one more bad joke. Oh, Mm. that bothered me. And call me old fashioned. But (laughs) I also actually honestly miss the more elaborate I understand after a number of years you get bored and you just do stuff for change's sake. But the uh, more elaborate intro sequence, intro sequence, uh, you know, the only equivalent of the Marge walking on stage and or seeing mm-hmm. a bunch of short 15 second lightning strike and et cetera. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. But it was so different to say this is a different episode. Get ready, everybody.
1: Yeah.
2: No, absolutely. Like, yeah, it's so far removed from, yeah, the stage or Homer just burning his hand on a jack-o'-lantern and we're into it, like... Yeah. And this is going to be a main point coming in because, yeah, there's just so much, like, wasted time in this Mm -hmm. section that they needed for all the rest of them, including this first segment, Danger Things, mostly a rip-off of Stranger Things and 80s. I
0: was about to start yelling, 80s! Yeah. Because that's what this segment is doing, just constantly.
3: If it had been... 5 to 10 seconds at the start of just a bunch of references but they did it in about 3 to 4 to 5 different scenes of like you just need to remind you this is the 80s there is a prince record right there do you okay just making
0: sure you know. But Jordan we needed to free up that time to watch the kids playing the ET Atari game. Oh yeah. We spent like about a good solid 15 20 seconds watching this happen it had to be there. It's essential. It seemed
1: as if the editor Felt it was essential that we heard the entire like musical coda mm-hmm. of the E.T. Atari game. Did you notice that they re- yeah, yes. they refused to cut out when it went like do doo, doo, doo. literally that long which no Simpsons moment should ever last that long that's like antithetical to the show it's ridiculous it really annoyed
2: me because like at the start I appreciated oh they're doing the reference to the mm-hmm. thing and it's like okay it's still going mm-hmm. and in that time it got me to think wait was this even really a thing in stranger things like yeah the kids were more about playing D right yeah, yeah definitely yes I look I'll be honest I've only
3: seen the first season I, I didn't get around to watching season two and three but uh, I felt like a. Yeah, you've
2: it, it. Bitch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how about you, Swine? Did you watch Stranger Things? Or?
1: I fell off after season one, and that could be its whole other podcast. I understand that it's able to give people these cool feelings, but I already felt those feelings because I'm older than them. And they were called <laughs> ET yeah. e. and Goonies. And like, I just couldn't escape mm. that. I'm like, I've seen this. This is just. cut up things from my childhood mixed around kids go and go knock yourselves out but i'm over it (laughs) well to
2: me that's like i felt kind of like maybe that this is what the simpsons were trying to parody because Mm. yeah stranger things at times does feel like hey 80s stuff yeah but this episode just felt like it was doing that not like making a meta point about it or anything yeah. It's just, yeah, rolling out all the 80s references. Yeah, it, it's just basically, again, they kind of jumped on that
3: bandwagon a bit too late. Like, they do this with the tree houses. Mm-hmm. When they make a pop culture reference, often it's like two or three years too late to really be like in the popular... Yeah. Conscious, I mm-hmm. guess. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I I feel like if this was only released in October last year, season three had already finished,
2: I think, by that stage. Oh, yeah. And like Well, yeah, they even have comic book guy making a comment on it and yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah,
3: it just seemed strange. Yeah, like you said about the the, the pacing of this was really strange because there were there were times where they they really rushed some things mm-hmm. but then like the bit where suddenly you cut to Luann and um Kirk. and Kirk and he's going, well if Millhouse is in another dimension, I'm like, yeah. how did we get to this point? No, Where we, did that we even went come from, from?
0: Him looking through a closet, throwing out a bunch of 80s references, trying to find Millhouse in the closet, then smashing in through the wall with a sledgehammer for some reason. Yeah, <sighs> yeah so
1: like to contrast the classic Shining Treehouse of Horrors segment. We just covered The Shining, the real one, on on one of our podcasts. And it it was shocking. It occurred to us that they really did manage to condense the entire plot of a two-hour and 45-minute movie into, like, seven and a half minutes. And you Mm, could watch mm. The Simpsons Shining parody and not watch The Shining and understand what happened and everything makes sense. If you watch this segment of Simpsons, by contrast, Lord help you if you don't know what stranger things yep. is. You're boned. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, and the story was
2: really dumb as well because then at the end it's like, oh the demigorgons are friendly, but they're still not. And like, Yeah,
0: the uh, the upside down, or what do they call it in this? I'm really stupid. Uh, the, the up and over or something. The under over, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It goes from being this desolate horror dimension to being, oh, actually real estate prices are really good and the schools are great. It's like, when when yeah. did that happened?
2: It's such a shame because I actually love the casting of this. I think, yeah, yeah Barton, Milhouse, like Milhouse's will, that is, of course. And yep. Lisa is 11. And I do like the excuse, you know. <laughs> um, I tried to give myself bangs and yeah. I just mm-hmm. got, I got lost a it. Yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling there's a lot of women in isolation that uh, yep. got, I want, got Lisa yeah. haircuts from Errant Bangs. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah.
1: why you're bald. Yep. <laughs> I also liked the subtle costume implication that both Luann and Kirk are Winona writer <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> she got yeah. split. The hair. That's funny. Yeah. Kirk's hair looked incredible, and, I got
3: to say. Uh, yeah. Even
1: the worst Simpsons episodes, they still have sharp individual jokes, or I, I think they wouldn't. You know, the filter's at least that good. The writers they hire are able to bring a joke. So I did like uh, Easy yeah. on the Electric Bill there, son got a yeah
2: <laughs> actually i didn't mind him sending him to his room yeah. as well yeah mm-hmm.
1: i also really liked and again it's dan's performance i think but it's all part of a secret government program to find monsters <laughs> that yeah. as well that's pretty good
3: yeah yeah i, I got a question because it was one of those things where i thought why are they including this sh- shot mm-hmm. the bit where the monster snatches millhouse yeah. for the first time and then they go back to the bike for the monster hand to come out and just spin the wheel. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts away. And I was like, why would you include that? I'm not I quite think sure. Was
0: one of those, you know, it's much more ominous if the wheel is left spinning when the camera pans out. But yeah, the thing is, it- the wheel was spinning. It stopped. And then the monster hand came back. I think it should have just flipped. It didn't move. And the monster's like, oh, no, it's, it's funny if I do this.
1: Yeah, it's aware
2: of atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> BT, do you have any other notes about this segment?
0: Uh, just one joke that it, again, too many bites, and it's only two, but that two was too many. Where they're in the upside down or whatever it's called, and the you know the reach around. Yeah, <laughs> uh, don't make me think about that. And Simpsons porn at the same time. That's a dangerous territory.
3: Hold on, let me. No, okay, stop. Right. No. No. <laughs> um.
0: Sorry, I lost my own point now, and I'm just thinking about the Simpsons. Whiz, the old Simpsons, yeah, yeah. The old Simpsons yeah, yeah. models, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. where the, where the oh. old version of Lisa from, like, the Tracy Ullman show walks past. It's oh, like, yeah. okay, but then they do it again with mm. Bart, and it's like, you already did this. It's the same joke again. You're not adding and to it. It's just it, the same I thing. feel
1: like we see more of the old model Simpsons in the new seasons than season one wasn't that long. It was an abbreviated season. Yeah. At this point, there's more footage of them yeah. wandering through season 29. Why? Get over that as yeah. a joke. That one can go. Like,
2: have you seen the Treehouse of Horror where they have, like, the...
1: Old Tracy Probably, Oldman yeah.
2: Simpsons meet It's the a new whole one. segment like, oh, Yeah, It's yeah. fucking bizarre
0: Actually, new rewrite, make the uh, upside down Just old Simpsons world And that's Ooh. the parallel dimension And the Demi Gorgon's just Marge's hair <laughs> mm. Split into four oh, and Wait, not
1: Sideshow Bob? He's got more of the mandible <laughs> thing Oh yeah, on yeah, that's yeah, perfect. yeah. All right. perfect uh, I also, Amazing. you just made me realise I think they were trying to go for A Quiet Place reference as well Was that out already at the time? So I feel like they sort of reached too far and tried to get that with the they can only see us when we don't move. I know it's technically a Jurassic Park reference, yeah. <laughs> but uh
2: No, it's funny yeah, you mention that's that all. because my frame of reference for when Quiet Place was in movies because I still remember the expiry date on the free tickets that I never used <laughs> of May of 2019. Wow. <laughs> that there were just y'all. on my fridge for that long. <laughs> Imagine
3: what like that memory is in your head and yeah. it, what it's replaced in your brain. But you know that.
0: Yeah. That's kind
3: of sad You can sad no longer do Long about.
1: Division, but yeah. you remember when A Quiet Place came out. When's your mom's birthday, hot <laughs> chat?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, when is it? Um, <laughs> do you have any other notes about this segment, Michael? I do not. And my only other note is Gil saying, yeah, the vines, they find every hole. And mm-hmm. I actually, I kind of like that joke. <laughs> the, the visual depiction of that was pretty
0: sexy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the edge too. Right. That's, yeah. so
0: that's awakened something in you, hasn't it?
1: Your classic Gil Thirst Trap. <laughs> Alright, and the
2: next segment, Heaven Swipes Right. Um oh dear. Homer dies uh-huh. and he gets to pick what new body he goes in.
1: Speaking of soullessly cashing in on just the hottest pop culture of the moment, <laughs> a parody of Heaven Can Wait. <laughs> yeah. Incidentally, why isn't it called Heaven Can Wait? W-E-I-G-H-T that, oh, like yeah. this is the weakest. I th- it's. I think it will stand for all time as the weakest intro screen of any Simpsons segment. It's yeah. just a black void with Comic Sans. The words <laughs> yeah. heaven swipes right. It's awful.
3: It's it. I was like I, at first I thought they were doing like it's always sunny thing like oh, with yeah. the, that. But then I saw is that Comic Sans? That can't be right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, hey, maybe you should send this to Fox Michael because I noticed you've been. Able to come up with amazing pun titles, and I think you could probably just get a job <laughs> as that. You know, they probably hire someone just for that. You know, you'd think that you'd be wrong. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I think anytime you think you have a good idea for the Simpsons, you need to imagine your stereotypical Hollywood producer, big cigar in his lips, and you're like, oh, what if we called it Heaven Can Wait with like the pun title? And he's like, no, you got to get the kids with a Tinder on board. Arr. Yeah, they swipe right now. Arr.
2: Um, so the big thing that stands out to me of this segment. Is the confusing nature of using swapping between Homer, yeah. like Homer actual body Homer, mm. and what everyone's seeing him as? There is absolutely no consistency, yeah. With no. It. And his voice,
0: because when, well. when he inhabits the first body, he still has Homer's voice, but when he inhabits Chalmers, he's got Chalmers' voice.
3: But it, it's only like two sentences, and then he swapped... when as soon as yeah. the body swaps to Homer, his voice swaps to Homer as well. Yeah, it's very confusing. And I was just like, what is the rule? What are the rules? I don't understand. Yeah. yeah.
1: And it was a little odd to me that they spent so much of their precious seven-minute chunk setting up a fairly simple premise and Rolodexing jokes of, like, what if Google ran heaven?
4: Yeah. Okay,
1: Hmm. but you got a lot to get done here, and by the time (laughs) you've explained that you're going to play this game where Homer is everyone in town, what if Professor Frink was like Homer? What if uh, Willie was like Homer? You only have time left to do a Chalmers bit you briefly flash to uh, Krusty's monkey, yeah. you uh, yeah. Mr. Teeny. Oh, and then the resolution is he's Mo, but he does know Mo jokes. He just, as Homer says, yeah, that would be a good combo because Mo also famously is into Marge. Mm-hmm. That feels like you took your entire, your time that you had for your set and you just did setups the whole time. And you yeah. Yeah. were at the end. We're like, Oh, wait a minute. The end of the story was ah, I'm out of time. I hope you enjoyed <laughs> yourself. Yeah. And there was just yeah, like no really- payoff.
2: Yeah. Oh, it's just, yeah. So unsatisfying.
3: Mm-hmm. And I got to say, I like, I'm not a fan of later season. No, because it turns from kind of sort of creepy obsession to, real sort of sexual assault mo and yeah. it's really uncomfortable all the time and they- and they They don't say anything in this episode, really, but the implication from what I've seen is that, like, when he says, Oh, you just have to love me like you do. And I'm like, Mo does not
2: love you like Homer
3: does. (laughs) That is a
2: very different thing. Mo's brain going into Maggie's body is just.
0: Uh, The worst part about about that is Homer can only inhabit people that were supposed to die that day. So Maggie was meant to die. Oh,
1: (laughs) no. Well, that's ruined. Yeah. Well, she was set to evil. I yeah. guess it yeah.
2: good. I think this, we might have covered it. Jordan, do you have any other notes
3: about this segment? Yeah, I have one note because I was scribbling it furiously to get to the next note. But um, the actual note I wrote was "Foley balloon nipple." But I'm just thinking about the when he's getting. Uh, purple nurpled. Yeah, yeah he's getting purple nurpled, mm, and just in like, this
0: country is a nipple cripple
3: yeah the, the oh, holy on it was yeah. was like someone rubbing the skin of a balloon mm-hmm. and it was just going and going and I just it really made me feel like a bit uh, <laughs> uh, well anyway. now
1: BT I'll cut you slack because there's culture clash and I understand yeah. that but that the C word we, don't, we uh, consider that offensive, or at least in uh, America. Oh, so we now call it a differently abled nipple, <laughs> if, if you're ever visiting. Yeah, I'll keep that in mind. Thank you very much. I don't <laughs> want to step on any toes. That will go over very smoothly. I had one question. I usually get Bible jokes, but I didn't get this one. Does any? Can anyone explain to me the guy who's been waiting here a long time with the arrows in him?
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, you mean you don't know of St. Sebastian, the saint who was tied to a tree and shot with oh. arrows repeatedly? So, if you don't know your classic art or your saints, this joke just. Oh, <laughs> wow. <Do> you, <laughs> he's, just like,
2: idea. he's
3: burning, Michael. He's saying, like, oh, you don't obviously know classical art. Like, what the fuck does that mean? You mean,
1: uh, yeah, St. So Sebastian, <laughs> the Australian weatherman. Everyone knows <laughs> <that>. <laughs> I mean, if you don't know your martyrs, what are you learning in school, <laughs> So, what is the what is I've been waiting a long time joke?
0: He, I mean, he's been dead since like 900. <laughs> Uh, right. Sorry, I'm way off. 256 to 288 AD. So he's he's been there a while. Wow. Well, oh. Episode
3: yeah. saved. Why? I, well, maybe it's something to do with why he was martyred. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, I, again, if, the thing is, if you didn't already know who this was, there's nothing to figure that one out.
3: It's yeah. one of those things where they're like, uh, I've got an obscure reference and uh, we're going to make a joke, except it. The old ones seemed funnier and I don't know why. <laughs>
2: well, we keep hitting into this. Anytime Simpsons do these parodies, you know, we notice the classic era ones. They tend to work regardless of the reference. Like, I still haven't mm-hmm. seen The Shining and that's still one of my favorite treehouse segments. Yeah. Like, yeah.
3: Th- this is, my- I feel like this one is more leaning into, if you ever watch Archer and there's always kind of references to very yeah. esoteric subjects. Yeah. But they was always just so yeah.
0: rapidly and pacing. Yeah. And- it's said in a way that you know you're not supposed to get it
3: yeah yeah i guess Uh, so yeah uh
0: whereas apparently he is a saint that's meant to be able to protect against plague so um saint sebastian if you could uh help (laughs) us out a little bit here buddy
2: yeah uh bt did you have any other notes about this segment
0: i know i'm still learning about saints he's got lgbt (laughs) association what's this about all right interesting
2: i think we can move on to when harry met slimy the Shape of Water parody. Mm. Again, I don't know if you didn't see this, I don't know what you're gonna get out of this segment.
0: Yeah, I didn't even think about that, but.
1: You just made me realize that movie, although it won an Oscar and was very well thought of, it didn't like slay at the box office and imagining Mm. watching this not knowing the Shape of Water. (laughs) Yeah. It would be like, why is this? Who is that fish man they're roasting? Why did Smithers die? What is going on? Yeah. Yeah. There wasn't elegance to back in the day, and I think you hit the nail on the head, whoever said, the references explain themselves, and they mostly stood as... You literally don't need to know what this is. That is the joke. The one that came to mm. mind is the uh, two Fraser brothers arguing about whether, you know, designing aquifers is a profession and he says the Cappadocians. I don't know what that <laughs> means, but I know how th- what it means in context of the joke. Yeah. And yeah. then I googled Cappadocians and wouldn't you know it because they're nerds, it's true. Like it all checks out. Yeah. What they seem to do now is Google first, find an obscure <laughs> reference and insert it, which means you only get the joke if you also know that thing. And there's very little that I already know. So I just, it's, yeah. a, it's a backwards tactic.
3: So what you're saying is 30 Rock predicted again, where you come up with the punchline first yeah. and you write the joke backwards. Okay, right. Cool, cool. <laughs> yeah. just checking. No, absolutely. No,
2: absolutely. Like, yeah, this thing again, and oh, I like the casting. I actually think mm. it's genuinely... A brilliant casting for The Simpsons to do. Yeah, Kang is the water monster and Selma is yep. the... Woman. like. But, yeah, this was just sort of, again, running through the paces so quickly. Yeah. None of the jokes really stuck for me. Um, I think a few of us blew air
3: out of our nose at the... No, don't shoot the van, shoot the driver. And the guy just immediately <laughs> just shoots the guy who's yeah. driving their own car. I mean, that was... <laughs> Not yes, bad.
1: but then they threw it away by yeah. having the next line be, not my driver, oh, I meant yeah. the other driver. <laughs> yeah. Come yeah. on, we got Why? the joke. You went yeah. past the joke. It's weird.
2: They often don't have faith in the audience to get the joke, so they repeat it or do a second beat or whatever.
1: And yet in the same episode where they're like, you better know who St. Sebastian is, no yep. explanation.
2: Yeah. It's yeah. bizarre. Here's 40 <laughs> Wikipedia articles you should familiarize yourself
0: with before <laughs> watching this treehouse. Yeah. I assume everyone went through the reading list now we can begin the episode (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: and also some truly terrible i thought all the worst jokes were in this segment i really had a tough time with the inclusion of the infinity gauntlet which felt completely earned yeah and in one of my favorite pastimes is coming up with funny entries for a list and <laughs> to think that a simpsons a team of simpsons writers sat around and for sexual sci-fi all they came up with was wookie nookie and Jabba of the butt yeah it makes me feel like we're in a dark time it's a <laughs> yeah it's a dearth of comedy resources
3: <laughs> i feel like simpsons as a show sometimes tries to be like look we're being inclusive mm-hmm. but then they punch down a lot yep. sometimes oh, with, yeah. with jokes and i don't love it when they're like, oh, I have 32 sexual identities. And I'm like, can you explain to me what sexual identity <laughs> means, first of all? Because you're basically
0: just <laughs> listing fetishes because right I, now. Well,
3: yeah. yeah, I don't know if they actually understand what they're talking about. And that's the thing that bothers me when it's like, mm-hmm. hey, this is important to a lot of people out in the world. Uh, and, and you're it, just feels like you're just kind of making fun
0: of it. And again, um, just yeah. think of the sweaty, fat producer holding the cigar going, ah, the kids, they love themselves and genders now. Ah. Yeah. yeah. And it all suddenly starts to make more sense. Yeah. I mean, the
3: Apu thing really highlighted it, but I feel like there's always been little bits of it oh, throughout definitely. the whole show, yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm out of notes for this segment anyway. Beach?
0: Man, I... That's <laughs> so
2: weird how so much of this is a wash. Yeah. I
0: kind of liked Burns's line where he's like, hello, I'm going to dissect you tomorrow. He's like, but I'll give you the secrets to clean energy. I'm going to dissect you tonight. I, uh, yeah, yeah, that wasn't too mm, bad. You know. but, it's uh, like, I think it's, it's just, political. If Sorry. that wasn't the first time Burns had been a part of this, if there'd been a, just a bit more breathing room to bring him in as running this experiment first... But then he just walks in, and says that line. Later on, he's in a chase sequence. The end. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay. Wait. What? Hang on.
1: How about you, Sway? Any other notes? Um. No. I think I've shat upon my favorite show enough <laughs> for one segment. <laughs> you think that, but then we do other episodes. <laughs> but, yeah, but then you see the post-credits sequence and you're uh, like, why is this fucks. here? What yeah. is this?
0: <laughs> they do love post-credits in, like, the 25-plus And I
2: hate it because it felt like they had an original thing with Selma and Kang, like, really loving each other. Then they just turn it into a bickering couple yeah. joke, oh, yeah. and it sucks. You know how,
3: like, women nag a bunch? Well, mm. let's just put that on the TV. Very annoying.
2: Almost as much as they be shopping. Yeah, the... the <laughs> But, you know, good on Simpsons for making 666 episodes, mm-hmm. having to, to be coincidentally line up with Treehouse of Horror 30. Numbers are cool. Mm. Do you think that was <laughs> a plan? Like, when do you think they realised...
0: Season hey, 2, like, they started planning if, this. If
3: we keep going for this long... Six, so 666 will be around October. Yeah, okay.
1: Do you think this thing that you have to draw thousands of images of and sequence them <laughs> in order to exist was <laughs> planned ahead of time? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Let's get into ranking this thing. On the Simpsons Index, we rank using our six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. Maybe if the episode was just meh. You give it participant, but for the positive rankings, you got okay bronze, good silver, excellent gold, but for the best of the very best, you give cubic zirconia. I'm going to go first. Let me show you how it's done. I could have given a participant because this is such a wash of an episode, but it really did frustrate me at points and the poor plotting and just how fast it moved through, like... You'd think by number 30, they they'd be mm. it'd be refined, but no. Uh, BT. Uh, so I'm failing this one. BT. I was about to
0: say, all of that, and I didn't hear, actually hear a ranking. Man, I'm very similar in the sense that I don't hate this, but it's also just such a mess that I can't... I feel like a participant is too kind because there's so many simple errors you could fix by just thinking ahead and this one was pushed a lot on social media as being it's Treehouse 30 and it's 666 and it's this is the things we're parodying they've released like a trailer poster and all that kind of stuff so just for the fact that it's so badly put together and I think every single segment made me roll my eyes at least you know enough to make them hemorrhage I am gonna fail.
2: And actually, yeah, additionally into that as well, they had very strong material to parody that they just really let down. Jordan? Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I'm thinking
3: about, like, okay, there are certain episodes that should be, like, event episodes Mm. when they did 500 or when they did, uh, well, 666, for example. And I feel like that should be planned well in advance. And Mm. you want to make that a really good, really special episode. And you would hopefully, I think, like, spend more than... A couple of weeks on it, or something. It felt rushed. It felt like poorly edited. It, I was disappointed because I, yeah. I feel like when they did certain things like we were talking about before, like Simpsons Go To X or whatever, and it was like, wow, that's really cool. And they put a lot of effort into this, and this just felt like it was rushed. And yeah. Anyway, so. My disappointment is, I don't know if it's a failure rating. I think it's just participant. I think I'm just, yeah. I'm not mad,
1: I'm Fo- disappointed, you know? yeah.
0: that kind of thing. You Follow know? your heart, that's what we say. Yeah.
1: All right, and Mr. Swain, finish it off. That's a hard failure. Uh, definitely. For I think I counted five jokes that made me uh, blow air out of my nose and mm. seven jokes that made me roll my eyes. So if you're in the yeah. negatives on raw joke power alone, then I'm looking to things like heart and plot consistency and compelling use of the characters. And it had mm. none of those either. So I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure in what way it's participating.
2: All right, averaging out, this will be a shiny failure. And it'll be the second tree house of horror to get a shiny failure. It'll also be joining Tree House twenty nine. That's the one that opens with like Homer eating Cthulhu and uh, Oh, mm. that was the last one I had to watch. Great. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And the tree people and yeah. uh, Invasion of the Poddy Snatchers, that's right. Yeah. That's so right.
1: people are always on their phones. What Polished turds, everyone. <laughs> Shiny failure.
2: (gasps) All right, cool. Well, let's jump backwards in time. How many years is this? Holy fuck. 17 years to a (laughs) Teens Era episode. And we're going to watch Treehouse of Horror 13. We will be back. And we are back, and we just watched our Teens Era episode. This was Season 14, Episode 1, Treehouse of Horror 13. First released in November of Oort 2. It was directed by David Silverman and a different writer took each segment, which I'll mention as we go along. In this episode, Homer clones, gun violence, and uh, Animorphs. What did we think?
1: <laughs> Animorphs. Uh, the, I just think coming off of the last... Segment that we just watched. Mm-hmm. I was worried that I was being too harsh and it's nice to be proven right. Retroactively. <laughs> yeah. I, was I was definitely a say. failure. Just the feeling of cohesive grounded competence that pervaded Mm. this which i'm not even saying it's a stellar episode necessarily Mm. but the feeling of like i'm on solid ground they know what they're doing uh consultant john Swartzwelder came up and i'm like we're (laughs) okay here this is gonna (laughs) be fine and indeed it was fine and that's my Mm. first takeaway it's just like it's not that every Simpsons episode has to be spectacular, it's when they abandon the basic storytelling coherence yeah. mm-hmm. that it becomes sort of hollow feeling and mm. if nothing else this felt like an episode of the Simpsons to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The thi- I
3: think the thing that struck me first because I I didn't really notice its absence in the previous episode that we watched was the music was Mm-hmm. Horror music, like it was, uh, even in the the pre credits sequence with um, the seance and everything, it was spooky music, mm-hmm. and it it set the tone. It worked, like, and I don't I don't remember
2: it really happening like that in the previous episode. It was incidental at best. I felt. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, we always complain about the lack of atmosphere in New Simpsons. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's having the point of comparison is just, yeah. you, you, you hear it.
0: And <laughs> when you have Fox money, surely a theremin is not that expensive. No. it's <laughs> a one off purchase. Exactly. Like, you know. It pays for itself
2: after its third use. Yeah. <laughs> if you have a coat hanger and a car battery, you can make your own.
0: Hey, <laughs> <I> Rick. <laughs> Disclaimer don't do that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, the opening, you know, unlike the last one, we can get through this pretty quickly. A seance with Maud. Any thoughts on this
0: the only bit i don't like is when bart comes in he's like "Ah, i'm maud give me a kiss and then he's like relax dudes it's me bart simpson you know (laughs) the way everyone (laughs) reveals their
1: jokes (laughs) with their full name i was also thrown by the voice i don't know all the details was maud killed off because the voice actor left or passed or anything like that?
2: Uh, No, she wanted to, uh, Maggie Roswell, I think it is, she wanted to continue doing The Voice, but from her home in Seattle. She didn't want to stay in LA. Mm -hmm. And so instead of, you know, hooking up a remote recording for, like they do with Harry Shearer, who lives in London, Mm -hmm. no, they just said, no, we're just going to have a t-shirt cannon kill your character.
1: (laughs) Well, as you know, a remote recording is technologically infeasible for any but the elite of society (laughs) hence this plethora of podcasts so yeah i was thrown by the different mod voice and the only thing that i took away from the opening framing device was it reminded me so much of the one with the fox sponsor yeah and yet just imagining the written words on the page i found something very anticlimactic about Tales that will boil your blood, then choke on these. It's just uh, yeah, pretty yeah. lazy. Mm-hmm. They yeah. were just like, let's get through it, let's get to the stories.
3: It, yeah, I mean, I guess they were going for the meta commentary of like, are you ready for this? And it's like, well, duh. It's like you, you know, this is what we signed up for. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, it was just kind of like, okay, cut to the okay, we're opening the book. That's the title. Mm-hmm. Let's get into it. Yeah, but no, it felt like easily
2: replaceable dialogue. Like it was, yeah.
3: But yeah. again,
0: we got into the episode. We didn't waste all this time that could have been better used. Yeah. I was actually very for how just quick this was. was like, oh thank you.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and also because it again, maybe it was because they packed more into it, but the episode felt longer mm. than when the when yeah. I was, you know, almost at the end of the first segment and I'm like, I swear this is like half the episode already. Like this mm. can't just be a third this is one seven minutes just now, was it? Like it felt mm. really long because they actually, you know, had some yes
1: sending the clones especially because (laughs) Mm. of the number because every single scene is a legitimate plot beat like this happens therefore this happens therefore this happens they take up more space and it's just like in life you know when you actually do eight different things in a day you'll think back Mm. to the first one be like that was today that felt like several (laughs) days ago whereas vice versa now in quarantine Mm. i'll be like i did the i ate pancakes last night because i'm quirky and my girlfriend will be like that was four weeks ago man the <laughs> time is just telescoping so i just think in the clones is a great example of the plot is engaging enough that i had the same thought as jordan i was like is this a full-length episode did i tune into the wrong thing because it feels longer than it is and it's yeah. it feels like a meal where you get more than you were promised mm. yeah Now, I really do
2: have a bit of affection for this teens era of Treehouse of Horror. Like, the premises are a little bit silly and, like, they're a little bit looser with their writing. But, yeah, it hasn't gone fully to that, yeah, HD era Mm
4: -hmm.
2: uh, looseness. But, yeah, there is something fun and silly about, especially, yeah, this opening segment. Send in the clones. BT, do you have thoughts about it?
0: Oh my gosh, yes. I just super love the when the hammock guy is just walking along right when Homer's hammock breaks. Like, oh, the hammock man. Good thing he's early today. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just love that, uh, I don't even know what you call it, the, the overly convenient plot device, but, you know, they just try to establish it as well, being normal.
3: you know, the world building of that Springfield has yeah. a hammock man yeah, and he runs the neighborhood. Man. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, much great. like
0: an ice cream van. Yeah. 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 And I also love his dire warnings. I must warn you, it's $10, but it's, it's, this weave is a mix of comfort and evil.
2: Had me a comfort <laughs> yeah brilliant fucking line
3: right there yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah
3: i mean yes it is a retread of the Frogate guy but i'm fine with it at yeah. this stage and they don't yeah. spend so <laughs>
0: long with it that you get worn out if you are tired of that yeah so, yeah. Uh, yeah
3: well yeah they didn't and do it, the back and forth it was just like a one-off well let's get yeah cool all right great
0: Give it, it to me. makes me want to put more of that into my like my sales pitches at work when I'm trying to sell people wine and be like, "Well, you can take this wine, but I must warn you, the grapes <laughs> were grown from the grave of an evil man." And if that doesn't sell people wine, I don't know why it will.
2: They come <laughs> from a haunted chateau where they uh, imprisoned a ten-year-old boy for three months and made him drink antifreeze.
1: Wow, jeez,
2: <laughs> that's grim. Uh, how about you, Mike? What stands out to you from this segment?
1: Definitely, favorite line from the segment has to be. After he's already cloned himself twice, but he's now considering cloning himself again, and it creates mm. four. Wow, four of me. You know, I think this <laughs> might be a magic hammer. <laughs> yep. yeah. After he bought it from a guy who said, this is a magic hammer. <laughs> yeah. I really enjoy that. Uh, and I, you just made me realize another thing that stands out. I don't know if it's positive or negative, but there are actually a fair number of what I would call homages, which later era Simpsons are just lousy with, but Mm. I actually feel they were rarer in this period, but this one has quite a few. It's also got a classic grandpa rant. As you said, it's sort of got an homage to the Frokert guy. Like This is a very playlistable episode in the context of your podcast, and it's another that has the Tracy Ullman model Simpsons wander through. Yeah. Yep. So let's go yeah. for some frosty chocolate
2: milkshakes.
1: It's yeah. very self referential. I feel like this is almost maybe an inflection point at the beginning, near the beginning of getting too much of this sort of thing, but it was still fresh at this time. You were still surprised to see. A family yeah. guy in the simpsons mm. at this time
2: yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny actually at this time you know that they included this joke you know peter being a clone of Homer. you know pretty yeah. good bit they were actually had a couple of other jokes that they were going to stack on top of that but at the time family guy had been cancelled and they were like uh. quote we didn't want to kick a man while he was down <laughs> well
1: <laughs> well that would change wouldn't it just yeah <laughs> Now that guy has like nine shows on. He's like the only one selling shows. It's insane.
2: (laughs) (laughs) My favorite bit from this episode has got to be the ending. You know, I love when Treehouse of Horrors don't reset to zero. Yeah. Like Homer with the donut head. Yep. Yeah. I just love that what that does to my imagination (laughs) thinking about, oh, what his adventures could be being a donut head. Yeah. Yeah. And I like this one where it ends that, yeah, it was one of the clones and Homer, (laughs) the actual Homer chased the donuts and he <laughs> yeah. was the first off the cliff. Again, it's like uh, the Hammock Man where there's so much more implied dialogue yeah. than what we heard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep.
0: And Marge is like, oh, well, <laughs> this is what it is. It's a lot like well, the uh, the time travel toaster. Yeah. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. close enough.
3: Yeah. yeah the two bits that I, I, I did really like as well is when the first clone dies and he clones himself again to get rid of the body and you think, oh, God, where are they going to put it? And they're just... Tipping it over the fence into Flanders' yard, and it's never mentioned again. So you obviously know that Flanders is like panicked, and that's maybe why he needed the chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's that just tickled me. Uh, the other one is uh, the what the bat where he's talking about the little girls in the war room. Yeah. I can't remember the exact line, but like, I, all right, I yeah. said I'm sorry. Like, At yeah. 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 the
0: idea for the donuts, and the guy's like, hey, and you said we shouldn't have little girls in the war room. <laughs> yeah.
1: I was wrong, okay? <laughs> uh, again, I, like, sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just also laughed out loud at the, specifically the pacing of Homer shooting the third Homer in the back of the truck. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Come come on.
2: Come on. Yeah, I really enjoyed the, clones interacting with the family like especially yeah with the grandpa story the patiently nodding with the mouth at yeah. gapers yeah. talking mm. about Superman fighting FDR or some shit. Mm-hmm. It did remind me of the uh, again, talking about like homage it reminded me of him listening
3: to Ned talk about Cider. Oh yeah, that yeah. same <laughs> open mouth like uh uh-huh, uh uh-huh. yeah
1: nothing ever beats onion on the belt though. Onion on no, there's yeah. something magical <laughs> no. about Onion on the Belt. The whole round well, was the yeah. style of the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no and The Simpsons
2: had try so many many times and it's hard to tell what exactly works mm. about a good nonsense grandpa rant, but onion on the belt. Yeah. Fucking. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I love when he's playing. Yeah. Baseball with the kids and Liz is like something off about dad. He's <laughs> just slamming the car with a baseball. <laughs> <pan. Yeah. laughs> so Me not notice. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Michael? Any other
1: notes about the clones? This was sort of the period where you saw them actively borrowing things from family guy which was yeah, interesting and- to see in real time. And I just think one uh, one solid thing about Family Guy that it did sort of invent was the quickness with which Peter will fall over. It takes one frame for him to go from yeah. upright to the ground. And I got those vibes from Homer beating the car. That really worked yeah. well. Yeah. How about you, BT.?
0: Yeah, I got a couple of speed through real quick. Uh, I do like when Homer fights himself, and he's like, man, are we evenly matched. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, A good a good character fights themselves, I'm always amused by. Mm. Uh, and I do like that when the other clones pull the uh, clone Homer off, he's like, ha-ha, it would take three clones to take on the original. I'm like, oh. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. four. I mean, four. Like, aww. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, which
3: which Gill is that?
0: I was about to say, old Gill. Is, it, model a, Gil. is yeah. it a clone Gill? Maybe.
3: Ooh. Yeah, he's a bit fat. He's got darker hair. Yeah. Overalls. <laughs> I mean, he's still got the you know like the Jack Lemon voice, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's, yeah. it's definitely a different character. It seems anyway. Yeah,
2: yep. I like the clones eating poor old Gill and leaving his skeleton <laughs> standing. Yeah.
0: I and mean, oh, bit the way his skull slouches, just
1: <laughs> the way to even in death he's still you know defeated. Yep. Has it become? Is this just coincidence, or has it become a new era tradition to kill Gill in every? Treehouse of Horror because he got Vine, uh, oh, yeah. oh, vine yeah. in the last one vine yeah.
0: mm.
3: well I think yeah he's just the whipping boy of the Simpsons almost sure. like as much as Skinner becomes but I mean yeah mm-hmm. he's like well if you we need a downtrodden guy to just really kick in the teeth Gil's your man you know see yeah.
1: I kind of I, I'll subtly push back only in that I think if you're gonna have someone find out all the money's gone or their family's leaving them it's Gil if you're yeah. gonna have yeah, someone true. get crushed by a falling I beam I think it's Hans Molman oh, it
0: <laughs> yeah. is Molman right yeah
2: very true yeah. The,
0: the indestructible Hans Molman <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah it is more funny to watch him die than Gil like, yeah.
3: Yeah. Is there
0: something innocent about that little peanut head? Well,
2: actually, yeah, I did notice... Sorry,
3: not to skip ahead, but there was a sign gag in the next segment that did. someone was holding up a thing at the rally that said, fire gill, not guns. <laughs> uh, and I just thought, okay. Again, yeah. it's
2: just the uh, implied dialogue. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Oh, yeah, and I forgot to mention it. That segment was written by Mark Wilmore. All right, and next one, The Fright to Creep and Scare Harms. And I don't know if Simpsons have done this before, but they showed what they were doing a pun on before. Anyway. Yeah, where the lightning strikes it and it reverts Mm -hmm. to the pun words. Yeah. And yeah, this one was written by Brian Kelly. Now, I just want to start off this section with um, a little bit of weird, interesting trivia. Um, So everyone knows the South Park episode, Simpsons did it. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah yeah there's a million stories about where the south park team had to yeah scramble at the last second and they had an idea for an episode where everyone had hand in their guns and then they'd be left defenseless against aliens (laughs) and they were like oh fuck simpsons did it and then so either matt or trey was talking with one of the simpsons guys and saying oh yeah you know we're going to do this but then we found out you did it in like season three and they were like Oh, we did it again in like, uh, yeah, season 14, which (laughs) uh, would be this one. Mm.
1: Ah, that's what my brain kept telling me uh, that Mm. a nail with a board, a board with a nail in it joke is coming up and then it never hit. That's what, yeah, okay. I understand now. Yeah.
2: (laughs) And then even three years prior to this, in the Family Guy episode, Da Boom, which plot pretty much centers around that exact same premise. Yeah. Mm. Taking guns, left defenseless, invading army. Yeah interesting stuff what do we think of this segment
1: (laughs) it had its moments yeah it's i think sending the clones was the strongest as i believe Mm. they lampshade in a future episode and bart you'll have the third story which is generally the weakest Uh, (laughs) i think that for my money this episode was a case of starting off very strong and sort of ending up middling and mm. and it's a steady downslide so the middle one is fine the first one good yeah. middle one fine <laughs> third um, one
2: you'll see
0: questionable
2: yeah <laughs> Like I don't really think much of the plot turns in this segment, mm-hmm. but I do like so many of the jokes. I think Great I jokes. just have
0: a thing for zombie cowboy stories. I yeah. enjoy zombie cowboys.
2: And zombie Kaisers?
0: And zombie Kaisers put to be cowboys. Well he's is a whippy. cowboy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yippy, whippy Whippy.
2: I'd quote that all. I love Yippie Whippy.
0: <laughs>
2: Alright, he's okay. Uh, yeah. I
1: can't live without passion. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, and I also love Piani and cello. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's a difference between piano, piano and piano. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Marge is a virtuoso. Cello is a fucking mm-hmm. hard instrument. And she yeah. is all
0: over that neck. It's impressive.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: to Marge. How about Marge. you, Jordan?
2: What stands out to you from this segment? Just the simple things of, like, for example, uh,
3: oh, I'm blanking um, Wiggum's son's name is Ralph, Ralph. Thank you God <laughs> um, When Ralph slides down The gun slide And you can just see the bumps And he's like mm-hmm. and The guns are firing off Left and right As he's passing the triggers yeah. That It just little thing it just tickled me So It was good I really liked watching
2: that Well yeah I mean Especially because Australia, you know, back in 96 or something, we had a very massive gun buyback thing happen. Mm. Oh, yeah. And they were saying, you know, how they'd melt the guns down and, you know, make play equipment and stuff. So seeing it where they did such
0: a half-assed job, <laughs> yeah. of it, I really enjoyed that. And
1: you live under the oppressive boot of alien invaders now, right?
0: <laughs> uh, it's actually spiders. Oh, yeah, okay. See,
1: that's why we, we're, we'll hold on to our guns. Thank you very much. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah you can make peace with the spiders, you know.
0: Yeah, you know, our (laughs) tyrannical overlords, they're not that bad. You work in the funnel web mines and uh, you deal with it.
2: And, you know, they they do have a point, you know, um, uh, sucking out the blood from flies. Pretty delicious. Yeah,
1: I mean, don't knock it till you tried it.
2: (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Who haven't I asked? Mike, what stands out for you from this segment?
1: Um, well, we mentioned the piano and the cello, but I also mm-hmm. think the overly intricate prompt that Bart and Lisa ace with uh, the song they need to improvise <laughs> yeah. is pretty, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, Please don't hurt our family being the fine line got me. And I liked, this is also, I think, a note for future Simpsons of how mm-hmm. to do wackiness without abandoning the cohesion that makes you feel like you're in good hands, which is, I enjoyed... Not the joke itself, because it's a bad joke, but I find this to be a good use of lampshading. When Homer says, uh, she says, but they're inhuman monsters. ah, eh, so are the Grammy judges. That is a dad joke. It's a roll-your-eyes joke. It's a groaner. Yeah. To save it for the purposes of Simpsons, they have a hand come in and yank him off frame. Yeah, yeah And yeah. that's a joke in and of itself, and I think like that's where modern Simpsons would cut off. Or do a weird non sequitur about where did that hand come from? I don't know. Yeah. Something yeah. even wackier to top the current level of wagginess. Instead, in this, they just smoothly, elegantly are like, it was Professor Frink pulling him out of frame to advance the plot. Mm. And uh, I just actually love... I mean, because I've seen Simpsons enough to be like, of course, the jokes are funny. I understand. <laughs> That's why it's the Simpsons. To actually mm. appreciate... The underlying mechanics that make it work is my new level of nerd interest in The Simpsons. And I thought (laughs) that was a great moment of, man, when you got to tell an expansive story in seven minutes, it's fun to watch how you actually do that with a plum. Yeah. Yeah,
2: exactly. And yeah, doing a good play on the old, you know, Bo Peep crook pulling the bad Mm -hmm. comedian off. It's very good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like
3: maybe there's been... I don't want to say they started it because I mean they probably didn't, but with the advent of Vine and like people having to just make a funny concept fit into six seconds, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's like it's almost been like okay, we've got to do it in seven minutes, and then you've been like shrunk down until we've got to like this period now where you've got the Vine and TikTok and stuff, where it's mm-hmm. like you get ten seconds
2: of my attention to be funny, so you better make it count. You better bring you know? it, motherfucker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good idea that I had to make a two-hour podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, does anyone else have any other notes about the fright? to creep and scare shit. I don't know. Yeah, I really like
0: uh Wigum in the beginning when uh he like snake hands in his gun and Wiggum's like, Ha, not so tough without your gun now he, he just slaps <laughs> him and he goes Huh, I guess you are. That's what I like about this job. You learn things. <laughs> yeah. That was a
2: good chain. We got a yeah, good laugh out of that. In yeah. The
0: room. Uh, and the other chain I like, which was, uh, we're going to rob the bank and give the money to the poor, then rob the poor and shoot the money. <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah, just reminds me a lot of, like, um, Three Amigos. You yeah, know, we all rape the horses and ride out on the women.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, any other notes, John?
0: Uh, no, I was just thinking, like, and
3: maybe that's the point, is that there is no explanation for why these... Five corpses are suddenly, mm. Uh, mm. you know, yeah, they, reanimated. They were but... just
0: patiently waiting for there to be no guns, yeah. so they could come up, even though they seem to be invulnerable.
3: But yeah. it wasn't. But it was like a specific time because they go over to the the graveyard and they start mm. shooting up the the graves, and they appear right on schedule, like you yeah, would expect. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, no, I I guess knowing would not help me laugh more or you know be funnier so like it's just the explanation will not give you anything
2: (laughs) (laughs) no like i said like i'm not a big fan of the plot beats because of sort of those reasons but then like i do have a soft spot for the turning the whole no i'm from an even
1: distant future and you have to not do it this guy and the most like shut up (laughs) (laughs) and just the feeling that it was back when they obviously pitched concepts it didn't have to be a parody per se to make it Mm. make the Mm. cut it's nice just to see a story. It's nice to see them try yeah. something spooky. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine yeah. that
0: trying. <laughs> <laughs>
3: What's, is there a reference to the when Homer handing in all his 30 guns that the box says Maggie's guns? Oh, yeah. Is that yeah. who shot Mr. Burns thing? I or? guess so. Okay.
0: Maggie shot a few people by this point. Yeah, well. She shot at the mafia guys as well. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the name <laughs> Homer
2: gave to his gun? Mr. Blasty. Mr. <laughs> Blasty. Yeah. Um, yeah, these first two segments, not a parody, unlike this last segment, The Island of Dr. Hibbert, uh, written by Kevin
1: Curran. Thoughts? Isn't it I- Isle of Dr. Moreau, or is it Island? Island? Oh. I thought it was the Isle of Dr. Moreau. I thought it was a peninsula. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> the only thing I can imagine is someone in the room thought the audience was too dumb to know what an isle is. <laughs> or that island is more accessible or something. Wait, so this is a
2: part of the supermarket that Dr. Hibbert <laughs> owns?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: Well, isle. Yeah,
0: anyway. No, I got it. It was
1: good. <laughs> didn't, didn't need oh, to need. Oh, because
2: they're it. spelt different, but they sound... Okay. <laughs> mm. I'm an Ims. <laughs> mm. i'm a nymph.
0: um <laughs> no you're just a whore let's not unpack
2: that um <laughs> yeah anyway this was my least favorite segment i thought it started well but then the end sort of devolved into here's all the cast yeah. of the simpsons yeah here's their animal versions yeah
0: i like the opening line of why
1: are we spending our vacation on the island of lost souls it's yeah. like just fuck it we're going into this shut up yeah mm. Uh, there were moments I really liked, but yeah, I feel like this episode was a straight downhill slide, and therefore this is the nadir. But I did like individual mm. jokes. I I didn't laugh out loud, but I thought the thought, that's funny, to uh, yeah. <laughs> it's Mr. Burns with a fox attitude. Yeah, I did laugh. <laughs> despite thinking that's a bad joke i shouldn't have laughed at that at disco shrews dance because of literally the skill of the animator like the dance itself is quite funny the little like hands up shrew dance and uh (laughs) i really really enjoyed the character moment and thought it was very true to marge in a way that only some simpsons writers key into marge but it's mm-hmm. a great Marge moment for her to make a joke that is bad and then say, why <laughs> am I always so funny when no one's around? Yeah. <laughs> I, That's, that, Marge being
3: cute is one of my favorite yeah. tropes uh, in the whole show. Absolutely. That yeah. felt like a, yeah. such
1: a true Simpsons moment. I had a lot of goodwill yeah. for the rest of the segment.
2: Yeah. Oh, and um, yeah, perfectly led into the spooky moment. Like, I think I enjoy the spookiness of this one. It's just, yeah, the ending kind of robs me the wrong way.
0: Yeah, no, it's the easiest out. Um, I will say I quite like the little, I guess it's it's almost like a Hanna-Barbera kind of joke where they're walking through the forest and there's all these, you know, eyes following them. yeah. And then one yeah. eye just turns to a smaller one and just eats it.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> eye jaws. Ugh. <laughs> and i, I got to say, there were some, like, good... Casting of animals, like I like how Principal Skinner is the Joey and the Agnes kangaroo pouch. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, pretty... but
0: Snake is a skunk. Yeah, that's that's odd. odd. Oh, yeah. I mean, I get maybe there's like a cut joke where someone was like, "Oh, you're a skunk." I thought, and they're like, oh, "Ah, yeah, I thought Snake would be two on the nose, or something like that." God, but... even
2: if he was a jail bird, like yeah. if that, oh
3: mm-hmm.
0: damn, isn't that his actual yeah. name? Yeah,
2: yeah okay. Snake, aka Jail Bird.
3: Yeah. yeah. There was a very specific Scottish joke, which I didn't know the stereotype, Mm. but when Homer's like, carefully, may slobber on your crotch. Like, I've been around Scotsmen before, and I'm like, where does that come from? Oh, no, I think that is
1: the joke. It's it's the same joke as, uh, I filmed you in your car without you knowing. People think I'm a freak, but every single Scottish person does it. I think they li- huh. they like to uh, put impossible stereotypes on the Scots. It's a clear theme yeah. in the Simpsons.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just like weird, oddly specific racism that can't be offensive. Yeah. Like. Yeah.
3: <laughs> um, well, I don't know. I mean. We were talking about it when we went to Disney World and the barbershop quartet, and you were oh, getting yeah. very upset about that. All
0: well, their Irish jokes. Yeah,
2: yeah. What do they call them? The Dapper Dance. Yeah. Yep. And you know, it's like, oh, they're doing nice four-part harmonies, isn't that sweet? And then they just launch into five minutes of burning Irish people. It's
0: like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, to be fair, it's not hard to burn Irish people. You're very uh, pale. Uh... <laughs> Dunk.
2: You got my number. <laughs> um, so uh, let's address some of the creepiness in this segment, though.
0: You've never, ever used your tail like that before.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that hurts more than it tickles. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that as a line there. Yeah. <laughs> well, Anne's very explicitly inviting you to imagine full-on bestiality, essentially, between Homer and a cat, Marge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Although I suspected sometime during the sex. Exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I somehow
2: find that less creepy than, you know, uh, Homer pulling on Ned's
0: Oh, just the
1: line, milk me. I'm like, mm, yeah, no,
0: thank you. Uh, Running away.
1: Yeah, it was like, did you have to say it like that, man? <laughs>
2: oh, just uh, yeah, squeeze my teeth and harvest my milk. You gave away the game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, does anyone else have any other notes about this segment?
0: No, I'm just really imagining like the room where they're trying to get the line read for milk me, and they're like, how do you want to play this? What's my motivation? <laughs>
2: Well, I mean, your udders are swollen. You
3: need to be milked. It's I been, see. Imagine what a cow feels like. Jesus. <laughs> the um, Yeah, no, look, if my notes were a graph, like it does go down Same. very rapidly throughout the three parts, like mm. from like a half to a third yeah. to a quarter. Yeah. And Yeah, the, I was just ending up just watching it and really not writing anything mm-hmm. and just kind of going, uh, yeah, um, cool.
0: I do enjoy a good Homer improvised song. So here he is singing <laughs> Lion Sleeps Night, Homer Rides a Freak. Yep.
1: <laughs> Any other notes, Swine? I wish that a cold close was only used when you felt it was really justified. Cause it's such a killer joke to go out on such an act break. Boom. But uh, our number four, I it was like, it's a weak joke in and of itself, but I don't understand the decision to leave the audience with that taste in their mouth as the final thing. Look at the Island. Mm. It looks like our number four makes you think I know it is Probably just to include Kang and Kodos. Yeah. To which I say, just try harder. There had to be a better yeah. way to use them for a one-off joke at some point in the proceedings. My brain was wondering if it
3: was also some, like a kind of like a toilet humor kind of thing, like a, I because I'm like <laughs> like maybe, when you go number cause, four, you, you know, because aliens maybe they've yeah. got number four. Like I just. <laughs> Because I, I thought, no, it can't just be that the joke that it looks like a numeral four, right? That can't yeah, be th- it.
2: Yeah, 32 sexualities and six different uh, mm. bowel movements. Bod- bodily yeah. functions, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, we know from the episode where Homer gets abducted by aliens and Bob Dole says, let's count these aliens a third corn shoot, mm. So they could feasibly have a number four. Even though I don't want to support Jordan's theory, because <laughs> I don't want it to exist.
2: <laughs> but no, to move away from it's it very there, quickly, man. yeah. Uh, Kang and Kodos, yeah, you yeah, hit the nail on the head, Swam. It's just the Simpsons are kind of beholden for some some reason to include them in every tree house of horror. And I think they have only like missed them like three times in the whole run. But yeah, a lot of the ones, I don't know, after the third tree house of horror, like can feel very shoehorned in.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Mm.
2: All right. Let's rank this thing. Jordan, your turn to go first. Well,
3: that's tough. Hmm. All right. So I think in terms of the segments, I'm almost going like silver, bronze, bronze participant. I actually know. Oh, fuck, that's really hard.
0: You need some time? Can I know, you come I know, back to me? Because I'm still muddling it about in my brain. Yep. BT,
2: you go. got it. Bronze. Bronze. Justify yourself.
0: <sighs> I mean, it's a bronze. I'm sorry. First second's <laughs> really good, but the second, the other two are just... They're okay. They're fine. They're passable. At least they're constructed properly. But, you know, not a huge amount of laughs. Some lines I really liked, you know, yippy whippy, and uh, things like that. But, yeah, ultimately, they're passable. I could walk out of the room on these ones.
1: Well, we do say bronze equals okay, so that's okay that's okay swain bronze as well i think if i rated the segments individually they'd be gold bronze and failure so the median would be bronze (laughs) you didn't like the last segment at all i think the ending just completely outside of that marge moment i shouted out yeah it really loses me and i feel like especially Mm. given that the other two beat it it just casts it in a bad light for me And I I remember watching that one for the very first time and thinking, wow, that was a weak third segment. Mm.
2: No, I'm the same. And it's like, it's a shame because I do like what they did with the casting of the animals, but it did feel like they were just sort of going through a list at the end. I mean, having said that, I tend to be a bit more lenient with the Treehouse of Horrors, but not that much more. I'm going a silver, uh, probably because, yeah, I'd similarly rank the segments gold, silver, bronze, probably. Um, Yeah, that's just my feelings. Jordan, finish it off. I,
3: yeah, having thought about it, I think like uh, it would probably be like a shiny bronze in my head, which is bronze. Yeah, it's it started off really strong, but I I found myself my my attention kind of wandering a little bit towards the end, which is probably not a great sign. So yeah, yeah. bronze is
2: bronze seems about right. Uh, bronze it is. All right, averaging out, that'll be a shiny bronze and no other treehouse of horrors from have been called a shiny bronze, but this Ooh. will be the sixth episode from season 14 to be called that. Huh. Also joining special Edna, pray anything spelling as fast as I can. A star is mm. borrowed again, an old yellow belly. Mm. Season 14 is a bit of a shiny bronze season. That
1: feels about right. Yeah. I think we gauged it. Well, mm. yeah. it's in similar company. Yeah. 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 <laughs> now season
2: 14, it's uh, I think we've called it the laundry season. It's yeah. a very good laundry season.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good, 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 episode, good season to chuck
0: on while folding. Mm.
2: All right. Now, in a Mayoween first, see, mm. Wayne, you're very lucky because all of our previous Mayoweens, we haven't done a classic Treehouse of Horror because there's more in the teens and HD than there is in the classic. So we had to do them without a classic one in all previous years to, you know, catch yep. up. And, and get really, it isn't
0: that the real horror? <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, for yeah, a Mayoween first, we are doing a classic and holy fuck, what a classic we got lined up. We're going to watch Treehouse of Horror 6, We'll be back Oh boy Just gotta say That's You neglected to
3: mention It was your fault For letting people Pick the episodes In when you first started Yep <laughs> Yeah <laughs> So people would be like I wanna watch Treehouse I'd be like great Oh that's a good one Yeah
2: <laughs> And we are back And we just watched Our classic And final Treehouse of Horror tonight This was Season 7 Episode 6 Treehouse of Horror 6 First released in October of 1995. It was directed by Bob Anderson, and again, different writer for every segment. Yeah, Groundskeeper Williams, Freddy Krueger, Giant Advertisements Destroying the Town, and Homer in the Third Dimension. What do we think?
1: Fantastic. Do you guys remember the third dimension thing being a full on ad campaign for oh, weeks? Yeah. Le- this was event television. Yeah, yeah. This was a big deal.
2: Yeah. Like, even years afterwards, because, uh, I mean, you got IMAX cinemas, like the IMAX in Sydney, well, before it was destroyed, was a big deal. And they, um, yeah, built an entire show around this. Yeah. I- IMAX fucking loved that section.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, it was so extreme. That's
1: how we liked it in the 90s, yeah. extreme, to the max. Everything had an
3: X in
0: it, and mm. yeah,
3: we were happy then.
1: <laughs> yeah, This was actually the first viewing where I fully understood the meaning of his, or the joke of his line about, I feel like I'm wasting money just standing here, this place is yeah. expensive, better make the most of it. As a kid, I wasn't parsing like, yeah. oh, it's more expensive per second to create the 3D than yeah. the 2D. Yeah. yeah.
2: No, absolutely, and... I mean, it's just one of these things that's never going to have the impact now, but, mm. you know, yeah, back in 95, I th- still think, yeah, Toy Story wasn't even out in cinemas yet. I, like. think, it, I think 95 was when it
3: was yeah. released, but, yeah, you go back and watch Toy Story now, it's not, obviously, you're used to better. Yeah. But, like, this, like, I still think there's a lot of, old cgi and stuff that still kind of holds up like i mean you watch jurassic park yes they use a lot of practical but the cgi they did use was still really good because they paid attention in mm-hmm. this you know what to create the simpsons in a 3d mm-hmm. world reimagining it and then that scene at the end where he's in yeah. the real world
2: it still looks good yeah. I, I really enjoy it
0: yeah a well well realized concept will always work better yeah like, yeah uh,
2: so yeah, oh, talk about this episode as sort of naturally gravitating towards Homer 3, so we may sure. as well just uh, finish it off at the start, which is funny because I still remember, yeah, all the advertising campaign, typing up the episode, mm-hmm. you'll see The Simpsons like you've never seen them before, <gasps> and then just like it feeling so excruciating having to go through the first two segments, <laughs> as amazing as they are, it was just, yeah. oh, but when are they going to get to the 3D fireworks factory? When
3: are we going to get to
0: the, f- <laughs> Wait, I was literally doing that thing.
3: Well, yeah, like, I mean, we talked about before, like just before the uh, third act being typically the weakest. And yes, there really isn't a story in the third act. It's just a vehicle for them to show off the graphics that mm-hmm. they uh, worked so hard on. But yeah, I don't care. Like, I almost, I don't care because it is such a feast for the, well, especially a, as me as a much smaller child. Like that was amazing to watch. Like, oh oh my god, this looks so cool. The fish and the
1: reflection in the water and then look look at Homer's drool. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, the money shots, like yeah, the drool and the fish, yeah, really stand out. Yeah.
1: Although I remember I was young enough that the the reality of him saying uh, i'm gonna be sucked into oblivion i'm gonna be nothing and who's what's coming out the other <laughs> yeah. side i don't know and his face getting sucked off some of the stuff i legitimately found spooky like halloween oh, yeah. it gave me weird feelings when i was like 11 12 and i also i agree that it's just holding the jokes together but man i was just like couldn't keep up with my notes this time yeah. and mm-hmm. rather than writing i try to like write pop culture theses or observations in previous ones this one I I just have lines that were amazing yeah it's when you go back to these classic ones you get that feeling of a cornucopia of spit like unbelievable so many lines that I still recall are from this one episode my dad to this day often says "Mm, erotic cakes to end a conversation (laughs) (laughs) yeah like
3: that's what I love about the classic ones is there are lines where you're like oh it's this episode so yeah. that's the one where the line that i oh, that always pops into my head whenever i look at calendar mm-hmm. and say lousy smart weather like yeah. you know that's <laughs> yeah. it's from this one right
2: okay cool no absolutely did anyone have any more thoughts about homer 3 homer to the power of three i should say
0: uh yeah this is based off the twilight zone episode little girl lost mm-hmm. uh, many many great halloween episodes are based off twilight zone episodes <laughs> like that twilight <laughs> zone yeah the show with
3: the <laughs> zone yeah, yeah
0: yep um man i mean for an episode where they could have just rested on their laurels of have a look at homer in 3d wow there are a great lot of great really quotable moments in this like uh I don't know. Do you see towels? If you see towels, you're in the linen closet again.
2: <laughs> Marge's problem solving this episode is hilarious. Yeah. Hmm. Let's get Ned. He has a ladder. <laughs> yeah. He stands on the ladder. Well, I don't know. Yeah. yeah.
0: But how many times have we also gone, um, you know, whoa, whoa, slow down, AK. <laughs> yeah. It, now this is a square.
2: <laughs>
3: um, I'm somewhere where I don't know where I am has pervaded my yeah. vocabulary.
1: for Yeah.
0: And I forgot about the opening when Bart and Lisa have taken the closet as a oh, hiding yeah. spot. Yeah. And he's just, ah, uh, they got me with illegal mumbo jumbo.
1: Yeah. Or the one jumping right off of that, the delivery is what sells it, but I would also like (laughs) to take your
2: (laughs) coat. Yeah,
1: yeah, the delivery
2: of, uh, yep, we've been caught out. Here's the alibi. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, the dog and the cat hiding in, what do you call it jordan the hammer space oh yeah the hammer space yeah yeah Yeah.
1: (laughs) it's odd comparing to in not too long ago they did a similar ad campaign building up to a simpsons moment and i remember it was that homer and marge were gonna get divorced yeah every man's dream yeah so weird to compare to this is something to legitimately be excited about, and CG must hmm. be much more affordable these days. And they're like, I don't know, have them get divorced, make the comedy show depressing, then take <laughs> yeah. it take it back and have it be a dream. We've come so far. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I feel like I'm playing Boggle because you guys crossed off most of my lines. But I want to shout out oh, some jokes sorry. as well. <laughs> uh, Do you I, have any other lines you like? I got a few more. I want to I want to shine on. I never looked behind this whatchamacallit case before. (laughs) Uh, Very subtle, but I didn't notice Selma always says, how's it hanging to Marge in the early seasons, and there's an iteration of that here. Hey, Marge, Marge, how's it hanging? I also really like the subtlety of the fact that their trip is to Sulphur Bay. The yeah. sack of seashells <laughs> is from the trip to Sulphur Bay. Then, of course, hey, you can just suck them out.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That is horrifying. Yeah. It's truly disgusting. And I speaking not... of
1: horrifying, my last note on this one was it really sunk home this time. Uh, because, mm. Elliot, in the last segment, you were talking about the Halloween resets. And the reset in this case is that Homer goes away forever. And the family is just broken. No one ever knows what became yeah. game of Homer. That's pretty yeah. grim. But it's all okay because erotic cakes. Yeah. yeah. I like this... how quickly he's able to forget his family. He could yeah. move on in a heartbeat, Homer. Yeah,
2: and this final shot as well where Homer in the real world. Yeah, they had a monster of a time trying to film this. Like Fox really didn't want to do it. And uh, the director of the, this portion, uh, David Merkin, really fought hard for this crane shot. But even then they still got like a pretty wobbly one uh, in the end and they had to angle the camera to not show the traffic that had been building up from them blocking the street because, yeah, they they were working under such, yeah, uh, tight restrictions in doing it. Yeah. I got to say that
3: this episode did make me think that erotic cake stores were much more pervasive than they actually are. I don't think I've seen one. They
1: barely exist,
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cartoons led you to certain conclusions, like the Bermuda Triangle is a legitimate problem, quicksand is out there, I'm going to get amnesia at some point, and erotic cake stores are just abundant. And
3: dynamite will just like make you go a bit black and ashy, <laughs> yeah. and
2: your hair will stand up,
3: that's it. Marge yeah. ends
1: up working for an erotic cake Store yep. later, yeah. yeah. They're very yeah. prevalent. Yeah, that's
2: right. And sex pies an idiot scrape. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, where she starts working at the erotic baker and then finds out it's an erotic. Yeah, baker.
0: Like, all I seem to make is tubes and and, uh, Half moons <laughs> yeah. and rods. Right.
1: Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, implying that she never saw the shop front. Like yeah. she just started working in the back. Yeah, look, I, this segment in amongst some Simpsons fans has sort of been gone, oh, it's a bit over, you know, it's not like it's kind of lacking in jokes and it's more focused on the 3D stuff, but I still had a really good time watching this one. Like, it is like a little dated now, but some of those shots are gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. Homer's burping and the ripple effects mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. And then, yeah, with the whole, uh, the dimension turning into Donut County, fucking I loved it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, gotta say, I
0: think the jokes were fine in this one. I think they were quite good. I was quite... With all, but I really like you know, Frank talking about the third dimension, at least yeah. just leans on the light. It's a classic <laughs> shtick now, but I think Sorry. this was such a great little moment. Mm.
1: Or a uh, freakahedron, as a <laughs> <common. Yeah. laughs>
3: I just liked, uh, I can't remember what he says, but he was like, Oh, holy light of God's creation! Like in yeah. his brain, he's yeah. saying all this beautiful stuff. He's like, Holy macaroni, pre fried
2: fish sticks,
3: <laughs> yeah it was funny because my dad used to work for a company called silicon graphics and he was in san fran like in the 90s kind of doing that a little bit so we would always used to send us like they'd create little um like holograms and stuff and he'd be sending stuff back um home and and like saying like look at this like video that my company did on our computers and stuff and so like i always thought that like it was his company that did this when i was going go. <laughs> yeah
2: i mean obviously not Right. I mean, they may have used no. this SGI it computer, It was uh, specific data images yeah, that rendered this. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, yeah, doing this uh, a little bit all out of the place, let's jump back to the start with Attack of the 50 Foot Eyesores, uh written by John Swartzwelder. Nice. Thoughts?
1: Incidentally, I love Swartzwelder's spooky name in the credits this time. Oh, it. Uh, it, it's credited as written by scary John Swartzwelder <laughs>
3: <laughs> the l- least epic yeah and I'm make. sorry yeah. I'm, I'm
1: sorry to drag us back in time, which is ironically forward in time but I have yeah. to ask BT because you brought it up <laughs> is it uh, what where's the girl lost in the Twilight Zone because surely it's not the third dimension?
0: Uh, no, it's mostly just a empty, misty dimension. You never quite see it, but it's got... The dimension is behind her bed, I think, and they do the same thing where they draw the line around it that marks where it is, and it's the same kind of design of that, and
1: yeah. But it's just it's a like a episode. foggy area. Yeah, imagine <laughs> okay. like an old
0: uh, high school drama room and fill it with smoke, and it looks like that. <laughs> gotcha, all
1: right. Well, um, but thoughts on Attack of the 50-Foot Isos? Again, most of my notes are just lines, which I'll I'll save for a little later, but... The My one takeaway was the notable aspect of it for me as a kid was the song and now watching mm. it again this time and I love the segment overall not their best mm. song the song Just Don't Look no. didn't like hit me uh, I, I do like that Lisa decided to include you
2: know the little asterisk guaranteed void in Tennessee like (laughs) is yeah. the closing line for the verse it's just such a silly like it's like in trying to include copyright information into your song I really Mm -hmm. like that bit (laughs) sorry I just had to look up who like when they
3: show all the the clones dying they they crashed into an orphanage and a hospital, and yeah. then the home, the birthplace of Norman Vincent Peale. And I didn't actually know who that was, but I had to look it up. Is and it a
0: skewer was... piece of Americana? Because well, that's John Swartzwald. Yeah, it
3: is. It's Swartzwaldian. <laughs> it's uh, Norman Vincent Peale was an American minister and author known for his work in popularizing the concept of positive thinking, especially
2: through his best-selling book, The Power of Positive Thinking. <laughs> so there you go. Um, right, because they had like a um, Oh, fuck what is it the Paul Bunyan and his mm-hmm. ox blue because that's when that was happening. I don't don't know too much about that story other than what I learned from Simpsons' Tall Tales. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I just, I have no idea. I am an American, and I do not know what Babe and the Big Blue Ox are a logo for other than Fargo. Like, the movie Fargo is what they're most iconic to me from, but I I don't know if they could have been playing off that. I don't know. Like, the Pep Boys, I get what they're a parody of. Most of the logos I get. Not sure why Babe and the Big Blue Ox are there. Or Babe, the Big Blue Ox and Paul Bunyan, rather. It seemed like they were just something big that I'm sure some company would have them somewhere. You know, it's fair to put them in the mix. Um, From
0: the novel Stephen King's It, there is a Paul Bunyan, big plastic Paul Bunyan statue because it was cheap and it was easy and it's, hey, Americana. So maybe there were just a bunch of these springing up around at a certain point. Interesting.
2: Yeah, but I mean, going back to our points before, you know, you don't need to know any of these Mm. references because like... we're trying to work out what it is but in the context of the scene it's just all the destruction that's happening after the ads die so it it really yeah. breezes by you anyway yeah, well, you can understand
0: yeah. that you know a giant peanut is going to crack open a car and eat what's inside
2: well that's another perfect example we don't have mr peanut over yeah. here
1: well neither do we anymore rest in peace yeah, oh, he died. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. my condolences is the country
0: like still reeling or well there
3: is a baby to you know, take on the legacy
2: of the Peanut
3: family. That's, that's, so that's okay. Yeah, it's that's a, a big thing. hat to fill. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> wow. They had one in the chamber. Hey. Yeah. I mean, that's a peanut joke. Yeah. No,
3: I got it. <laughs> I, I mean, it's like. I mean, I don't. I don't think this is. A, I, maybe it's just an Australian thing. But when the Mortine, the, the insect repellent had the Louis the Fly mascot, and they were like, "Should we kill off Louis the Fly?" But it was just yeah. a big. You know, campaign anyway, and it was kind of.
0: Which was dumb no as one shit because he died yeah. in the ads all the time. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was the fly mascot that they showed how powerful that. Like, Yeah. yeah <laughs> he, he is the Hans Molman of Australian advertising.
0: Uh, I really like the. Um, when the Lardland Donut Boy comes alive, he's got the Godzilla roar. I don't think I noticed yeah. that before.
2: Oh, the Foley in this mm. section, yeah. all of it actually is
0: the gorgeous. Crinkly tin sound when they're moving. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, like you can tell a lot of thought and experimentation went into nailing what that thing would sound like moving
3: yeah and even like the the smashing of buildings and everything and the destruction that they wreak it was very like even the folly of uh him saying, "Oh, it was Ned," and then like you just
2: hear the stomping like fading away and then coming back. It was it was yeah. great. It was fantastic. Yeah, much like Homer, you know, walk into the light, my son. <laughs> you know, I love off-screen jokes, and yeah. Yeah. you know, it's kind of a genius move because they get to save on animation because the joke is all done in Foley and yeah. shaking the screen. It's great.
1: <laughs> a few jokes that will become jokes that will be beaten to death in the future of The Simpsons from a structural perspective dough nuts Nuts. (laughs) uh is done later with no dough nuts and i believe a third time in a different context but i could be wrong about that but at least twice next ad you see could destroy your house and eat your family so that's a whole (laughs) playlist because the simpsons Hmm. actually have a fairly good track record in my opinion of jokes about the ad is about to happen uh i love the one where marge is like I'm going to stay, but I'm going to think about products <laughs> I might like to purchase. Yeah. Oh, I don't have that. Um, um, but I think this is one of the earlier ones. The next dad you see could destroy your house and eat your family. Uh, I really liked Wiggum murdering one of the high school seniors. In the <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he he was, was turning into a monster. Into a monster yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Homer's classic delivery on he, he came to life. Good for him. Good for him. Uh, (laughs) Echoed in Ormo. Go kill Mo. <laughs> yeah. Homer
2: has amazing line delivery oh, in this yeah. one. I'm going to get a donut. You don't scare us. Yeah. Yeah. As I love the, don't you ever get tired of being
3: wrong?
1: Um, yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. There was a period where that was my favorite all-time Simpsons joke. This fact yeah. that yeah. she admits it. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> but I think nowadays my favorite joke in the whole segment has got to be from Tacoma to Vladivostok, scientists <laughs> yeah. have spotted a disturbance in the vicinity of the Van Allen Belt. Experts <laughs> are recommending that all necessary precautions be taken. <laughs> oh, I love it's that so for good. so many uh, reasons. It's like an eight-part joke bundled up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> what, what do I do? What would you do? Yeah. All necessary precautions.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I like that this one... And the next segment, actually, they kind of have a false ending that is kind yeah. of almost like changing the trope, like when it's like, oh, you've just got to give him the donut back yeah. and everything will be okay. And he holds yeah. it up and then just starts smashing yeah. things <laughs> with it. But it happens in the next one as well with the like, oh, we killed Willie. Oh, that's it. Like the nightmare is over. And, you know, it happens
2: again. I I, I like that they're doing that in, in, in these episodes. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember who said it, but one of our guests at one time said that Simpsons can be at its best where... It just seeks to undermine a character Mm. after it's been really certain. And yeah, I love these. Yeah, return the idol to its owner and all will be right. Nuts smashing houses and (laughs) kicking dogs. Or a
0: great little uh, bit from Kent Brockman here, which is like, what could these advertisements be pitching? What kind of product would validate this kind of carnage? A fat-free fudge that doesn't let you down in the flavor department? (laughs) Like he's just had that chambered for years and that's all he wants.
2: (laughs) Airing his grievance at the fat-free fudge (laughs) department. Yep. And I love like how genuinely threatening a lot of these advertisements mm. were. Like the giant Kent, oh my god, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or the, the it looked like the Marlborough man, but it was like a, a yeah, duff yeah. man, duff cowboy. And
3: just how he just slams his bottle down, he's mm-hmm. like squashing <laughs> them underneath. It. It's really quite gruesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no blood, but you're like, oh. Yeah. As Ugh. a
1: kid, I always took that to supposed to be mimicking like putting out cigarette butts. I think is yeah. the joke. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not positive. That makes sense. I mean, he could just be crushing things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe it was
0: originally the Marlboro Man. And like, no, we're gonna get in so much trouble for that. Yeah. Well, there
3: but is a there is a sign gag later. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, it wasn't gonna yeah. be like yeah, but
2: where it's like fifty million cigarette smokers can't be
3: wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: that's so good. And I love the Zip Boys as well. You know, mm. the advertisements come to life that are then burdened by their oversized heads. <laughs> and yeah, and just the Bellas.
0: the call back in the background where they're just wheeling their heads around in trolleys.
1: Where you going at this hour? <laughs> <laughs> hey. Don't you scratch up them heads.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fucking fantastic. Oh, sorry. Just like the other home line of, hmm, not a church or a library to offend the eye. Yeah. And this is a segment that, yeah, seemed to include Kang and Kodos in a cameo role Mm. at Breezed By and I think this is how you do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. That's
1: how you're going to do it if none of the three are about aliens. Yep.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Does anyone have any other notes about 50 foot eyesores? No. Oh, was it actually Paul Anka? Yes. Okay. Cool. Guest star of this episode. <laughs> Good. Good for him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he did it. Life. All right. And the final segment, which was the middle segment, Nightmare on Evergreen Terrace. Mm. Now, again, I did not see Nightmare on Elm Street till I was like in my twenties, mm-hmm. and this absolutely works without knowing that they explain mm-hmm. the rules. Yep. They don't assume you've seen the movie before, and yeah, it's. Explain and told well, and I love it.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is probably my favorite segment. Yeah, this is really good. Because when I was a kid, this one scared the crap out of me. Like, burned Willie, all, you know, still talking oh, yeah. with his flaming eyes, and he's just a skeleton, just in their dreams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, it got me, man.
2: Well, Jordan, you mentioned the whole bloodness and the stuff that, like, the Duff Beer guy crushing those people yeah. before. Same here. There's not blood in this. Yeah. The- Yet that shot of Martin
1: is fucking horrifying. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah all we're... he's doing is screaming and holding his arms up but it's pretty scary
3: <laughs> I think it's because you, you say that he looks very pale and his eyes are kind of bulging mm-hmm. and everything but yeah it'd be horrifying but yeah, I just thought about it. That's where the inspiration. You know, when they did the American remake of the Ring, and then mm-hmm. that's what they look, kind of look like. They're all like yeah. <laughs> screeching in terror and all gaunt and yeah, gross and
0: terrifying. Know. Even though there's just a dead person.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't want to really be around it. I would find that terrifying, to be honest. I also yeah.
1: found the animation style at the beginning where Bart's having the uh, Disney-esque oh, yeah. dream in a separate way as impressive. It's almost like when Finding Nemo came out and then, uh, you know, Studio Ghibli did Ponyo to be like, we could do underwater traditional. Yeah. <laughs> sound. It, it yeah. felt like the animators wanted to show, all right, I know we're all about this CG, but look, we, the cartooning is still good because, uh, I remember at the time it actually deepened my appreciation of, Oh, And it's silly to realize this, but you have to realize everything at some point. Cartoons are different. (laughs) Even all the cartoons that are flat Mm. have different styles to them. And they can do minor things to Bart's face that even though he's still 2D and they use the same color yellow, now he looks like a Disney Bart. And this was, of course, long before... They had fourteen different versions of the Simpsons lined up at the door, Minion yeah. Simpsons and whatever. So yeah. <laughs> in a quiet way that like the three D Homer sort of steals the thunder of, Nightmare on Evergreen Terrace has an amazing cell animated segment with Bart playing with Santa's little helper mm. that I just love
2: yeah oh the painted backgrounds on it are gorgeous it made me Mm -hmm. want
1: painted backgrounds for the whole series or something a criterion collection yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) release the painted cut (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i love this as well because you know talking you're talking about the different styles of animation and stuff and you know the simpsons really set out to be different from disney animations and to the point that they sent an episode back for reanimation because they thought the characters acted too rubbery mm-hmm. like in you know, a Warner Brothers or Disney style and yeah. so seeing Bart and Santa's little helper start out like that you're like oh okay this isn't reality something weird's going on here. Yeah. Z-
1: Simpsons do not stretch or squash which is really unusual in animation. That was a big deal at the time, yeah. 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 And they've changed it now. Like, yep. so ma- many times
2: it happens. Like, that game's of Thronesy episode. Oh, yeah. The Yeah, Surfcons, yeah. Mm-hmm. They have Aslan in there, and he looks like he was pulled out really of Really weird, yeah. Very strange.
3: Too. Cartoon Lion, yeah.
2: Yeah. But I still remember this one being very affecting, and like as a reference point for a lot of people, that, yeah, this was when Treehouse of Horror was fucking scary. It was
1: metal, yeah. There's scary parts for, like, a 13, 14-year-old, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Willie's
2: a perfect casting for Freddy Krueger as well. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Don't touch
1: Willie. Good advice. Good advice. advice. Uh,
0: This March and the 13th day of the 13th month. Yeah. yeah.
2: (laughs) Oh, the build-up to Willie's death is fantastic. You know, uh, replace the doorknobs, nay, yeah. <laughs> replace the fire extinguishers. Now this is a free service. Nay. <laughs> and the uh,
1: the line even before the thirteenth day in the thirteenth month. So it's an unbroken chain of gold, solid gold. Because yeah. the line before <laughs> yeah. that is oh kids we must tell you a story that will put your fears to rest it's a tale of <laughs> it's a tale of murder and revenge from beyond the grave right <laughs> <The grave. laughs> yeah when,
0: even before that when they run in and they say mom martin martin died at school today i don't see what that has to do with groundskeeper <laughs> willie
2: <Yeah. So>. uh, <laughs> uh, all the kids comparing stories as well yeah. got me with the hedge clever he ran his floor <laughs> buffer over me
1: yeah <laughs> uh, i love the skinner coming from behind the tree there's no mystery about willie why he simply disappeared
2: <laughs> let's have no more curiosity
1: about this bizarre cover-up
2: <laughs> just amazing dialogue
3: uh, like it's just uh,
1: batting practice they're just yeah, yeah. yeah killing it
2: we were
3: talking about off-screen jokes as well of the you know like no not into the kindergarten oh
1: even higher pitched children screaming. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I like Bart waking up terrified over yelling, oh my God, Bart, is that you? Yes. Take out the garbage. <laughs>
0: yeah. But even like, it's got all these jokes and it still keeps a perfect parody because even the music of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street is parodied in this one. Like, yeah, yeah, and to great effect, I think it's still really creepy. Man.
2: No, absolutely. Like the soundtrack in this one is amazing. Like
1: Willie's actually like the song coming out of his spider body is very <sighs> ominous.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, and again, the foley—the way the spider legs—you can hear them. Uh,
0: oh, yeah, man. foley makes makes things good
2: Mm -hmm. i mean bagpipes are sort
3: of ominous in the Mm -hmm. in the best of times i feel like it's uh
0: any any instrument that drones by default
3: yeah yeah (laughs) i don't know how you practice getting good at the bagpipes without having a soundproof room or something like i Mm. couldn't imagine any neighbor would put
2: up with that
1: also definitely (laughs) go on a playlist of maggie suddenly saves the day i think this was an early example of those yeah
2: Yeah, this one, you know, it's not like when she's sniping mobsters out, Mm. you know, in a canon episode, you (laughs) know. Um, But you
1: can see how this is where what will eventually get out of hand. This is where it started.
2: Mm. (laughs) Yeah. 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 But no, I mean, it totally fits her character and ability. She's in a dream. She plugs it with a pacifier. Boom. They they sit on... Sit on the moon, drink lemonade. Me <laughs> <laughs> and. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that shot as well of them like orbiting the yep.
3: couch moon mm-hmm. before. Oh, that felt like a, an homage to something. And I can't put my finger on it at all. Probably Twilight like, Zone. Yeah. The oh, Little maybe. Prince,
1: maybe. Potentially. Yeah. yeah maybe. Yeah, or that old point. cartoon where the rocket hits it in the eye. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The.
0: Jenny yeah. uh,
1: um, G- of the Moon, is it? Melier, I oh, think. Oh, Georges yeah, Melier. Yeah, yeah yeah oh, that's yeah. dirty enough for you but
0: yeah there's an, also a reference <laughs> or a lot i feel is a reference to Terminator 2 when Willy falls into the sinky sand yeah it starts yeah. changing into all these different forms is very uh yeah yeah death of the t1000 in t2 oh such a well
3: not death anyway and such <laughs> like
2: creative use of like using yeah Willy as a groundskeeper as a threatening thing and all of his yeah. kills have to be somewhat groundskeepery. Except Martin's actually—he yeah. just choked him with his tongue. <laughs> just going to ask our Latin expert how the Latin held up. Oh well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's they use single words. Tense. Yeah,
3: yeah, I mean, it's fine. It's correct, but yeah. yeah, I mean, you've mastered a dead tongue. How about a live one? Like yeah. those was really good. I yep. like those kind of puns because they're very like like those '70s, '80s horror movies where the killer would still have a great line to yeah. say
2: when he would mm. murder you. Yeah, like really good. Really good, actually. Yeah, the one that never clicked with me before this viewing was uh, "Compost Mortem." Yeah,
1: mm. that's a good one. <laughs> Very good, Willie. Yeah. And that's that was straight parody. That's definitely got to be because Freddie never does a kill without a pun about yeah. what he killed you with. It's it's yeah. like compulsory. That's right, bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, But you were talking about the uh, bread and butter of Simpsons being the simple act of undermining someone or making a bold assertion and then the world takes the wind out of your sails with the opposite Mm -hmm. happening. Yeah, And it just clicked for me how brilliantly they're able to set up so many at the end here where it's like Mm. Lisa's undermined because she thought she would be able to help No, she's going to get them killed immediately Willie is in power no he's not because a baby can beat him everything's fine no it's not because Willie's still alive that doesn't matter because he left his gun on the seat it it breaks it down every rung of how you could undermine the plot until there's nothing left and that's when Simpsons is really doing what it does best
2: oh that's what I was trying to think of with the music because they almost perfectly mashed uh, the Benny Hill theme with the Simpsons yeah. theme. Yes, <laughs> as it's well. a
1: great mashup. It's hard. You at first go which theme is it? Oh, it's both.
2: Wow. Yeah, because it's like, oh, yeah, it, really good. I could dissect it for ages but mm-hmm. probably not that fun to listen to. Uh, any other notes about this segment?
0: Uh, I just have written down, boo! <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, again, again dan castellaneta's performance yeah, make scary noises but
3: <laughs> not
4: really
2: i also love the uh i guess the, like
3: just the dedication like willie there's no reason for him to be in that job unless he really loved it right no. because he's unappreciated he's underpaid but the sheer fact like he dies burns to death yeah, and then sweeps his, he sweeps himself up and puts his ashes <laughs> in the trash, and I think that's great. That's uh, just a good little detail.
2: Well, it's like it makes me think, you know, some people go through horrible things just because they're polite. Yep. And same yeah. with Willie, you know. Ah, oh, help me, please, Mister Van Houten has the floor. How was <laughs> yeah. just...
0: the guy Derek having two spaghetti dinners <laughs>
2: in one day? Yeah, he's just like he sits down patiently and waits. It's like, yeah. oh, come on, this pressing matter, guys kind of burning (laughs) i love that he starts screaming
3: and it takes a few seconds for everyone to just like turn and look at him be like what is this interruption what is going
2: on uh do
1: you have any other notes about this segment swan yeah the the spaghetti dinners line became mythic in my family we all said that (laughs) very often over the years it was in in no particular context just (laughs) of having two spaghetti meals one day (laughs) it's that that minor pause Um, Mm. well a man burns to death and then the other line i really love is in football terminology crusty basically describing the action of Someone on the line taking the ball from the quarterback, running it, and then passing it back to the quarterback, which is like a trick play. And then he says, but with a slight twist, you throw it to me. Newt Rockney called it the forward pass. (laughs) 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 It's the most basic possible action you can take in football.
2: (laughs) Oh, good shit. Yeah. That's you guys? Yes. Then it's time to rank this thing. And Michael, your turn to go first.
1: Oh, boy. Well, it's definitely up there. Okay, so silver, gold, cubic, zirconia, territory. Mm -hmm. Sheesh. Do you have it handy what I gave last time? I think I did give a CZ.
2: Yeah, cubic for Lisa the Greek, yeah.
1: Lisa the... Well, oof. I I don't know why my brain said the word gold, but I have to... I want to have sort of uh, consistency with my previous appearance. So I Mm -hmm. would say... It's got to be a cubic, because if Lisa the Greek is a cubic, honestly, in retrospect, I think Lisa the Greek should have been a shiny gold for me personally. And this is a Mm. true cubic, but definitely cubic.
2: And yeah, I got to agree. This is... It's one of these ones where I don't know how much I'm going to be able to separate the nostalgia, but Mm -hmm. the fact that I can come back into this, uh, you know, fucking what year is it? 25 years after its original air, find new stuff, still be entertained and still be wowed on different levels. Like, and this is what Treehouse of Horror is all about for me. Like, and yeah, if the weakest one is Homer three, then fucking hell, what an amazing show. Mm -hmm. BT.
0: Yeah, I'm the same way. I'm like, I still pulled something new from this. And it's always hard to tell what is your nostalgia clouding. But we've had, you know, Treehouse of Horrors, um, like the Genesis hub and stuff like that, that really weren't as great as we remembered. It's always hard to tell. You'll never be able to remove yourself from your, your own childhood t- entirely. Uh, but no, I'm going to go. My rambling is basically getting to the point of cubic zirconia. I really love this one. I think the weakest part was Attack of the 50-foot eyesores, and that's still a gold to me. So for me, it's gold, cubic, cubic overall. That is a cubic.
3: And Jordan finished off. Yeah, I'm going to give it a cubic as well. Look, I, I think we, you kind of have to rank a treehouse episode and a regular episode almost differently. Like they're not. Mm quite the well they're not the same they're not the same format yeah. they're not but you like them for different reasons yeah and this one is like if we're talking about cubic being like the iconic like this is the one that the simpsons if you're gonna watch the simpsons if you're gonna watch a treehouse you would watch this is probably a good contender or you'd watch the one with the, like the raven and and things like that mm. as well because it's it encompasses the concept of treehouse so well mm. That I think, yeah,
2: like this this is absolutely a stellar episode. Awesome. All right. Unanimous Cubic Zirconia. We are giving this episode the Simpsons Index Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence. <laughs> is that what it's called now? That's what it's called mm-hmm. now. Okay. Or
1: should I it be
0: pick- for Halloween the Field of Hexcellence? Oh.
1: <sighs> Nice. Ad- yeah, no, right. Outstanding bereavement In the field of excellence <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! Now you're on the trolley <laughs> Streets ahead
2: Alright and in that classic era So far this will be the fourth Unanimous cubic for Treehouse of Horrors We'll uh-huh. also be joining Treehouse of Horror 2 That's with like the monkey's paw And oh. the oh, um, yeah. Eating too much candy oh. And uh, burnt monkeys uh, Homer bot yeah. And uh, Treehouse 4 with the paintings, Gremlin on the bus. Yes. Good one.
0: They're dogs and they're playing poker.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and also Treehouse of Horror 5, which, yeah, is still my favorite with the shinning, mm-hmm. the time toaster. Yeah, nice, yeah. nice, nice. Yeah. Oh, good the stuff. The shinning
1: might be my all-time favorite Treehouse segment if they were mm. all in a oh, big pile. It,
2: <laughs> oh, it's so good. Yeah. Like
1: oh. Although, actually... Uh, I guess I have a thing for evil houses because I do have a big soft spot for the evil house that decides to eat itself rather than live with the Simpsons very (laughs) old tree house yeah that dream house that
2: one was close to being unanimous cubic we had one lone descendant Claire (laughs) oh dear
3: (laughs) to be
0: fair I do appreciate a criticism that the raven is a little bit muddy
2: yeah
3: but uh
0: I loved it anyway.
3: <laughs> well, if you don't like classic literature, that's fine.
2: <laughs> All right, guys. Well, yeah, that about wraps up our eighth tree house of horathon. Mike, thank you so much for joining us yes, today. Thank you. Oh, my
1: pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys. Mm-hmm.
2: And yeah, if people want to listen to more of your stuff, where can they find yeah, you? Yeah, uh,
1: I tend to plug everything exactly once so you won't get spammed <laughs> at, uh, on my Twitter account. That's at symbol swam underscore C-O-R-P. C-O-R-P. And I post jokes as well, so it's not solely plugs. So that'll lead you to everything. But if you want to listen to more podcasts, uh, you can find all those by searching "Small Beans" wherever you get your mm. podcasts.
2: And yeah, in Small Beans, yeah, so many of my favorite podcasts within oh, yeah. that banner, man. Like, yeah, One Upsmanship and Frame
3: Rates. Oh, and thank yeah. you so
1: much.
2: Being
3: able to like follow the like you know, we, we, I think that was a part of our bonding. Was like a lot of the cracked stuff that uh, have since like the diaspora of mm-hmm. like them like going out into the world but like being able to follow them and, and see the but mm-hmm. it's so great like i'm so happy that like things are still going along and you're still being able to produce a bunch of great content like i'm, I'm just a big fan thank you I'm, so much i'm not gonna say stan i don't like the implication of stan i feel that's a bit creepy well you're fan. the one who brought it up yeah so i know that's what i'm saying because that... you know what i was thinking about earlier today like you don't hear fanboy anymore or a fangirl mm-hmm. Right. well maybe like fan is just out of favor but i want to bring it back i like fan mm-hmm. fan is yeah. better i think the kids
1: say simp now Are that that's yeah. that's what they <laughs> yell at me on the street i think that's what they mean yeah <laughs> Um, Yeah, and BT, where can they listen
0: to more of us? They can listen to more of us on our Game of Thrones podcast, Thrones of Game. This is the Game of Thrones podcast that dares to watch the series backwards. (laughs) I've already seen the entire show, but Elliot J. O'Neill had never seen a single episode until we started watching in reverse order. Give us a unique perspective on the series, see where it all went wrong, and also just... Hey, if you're a Game of Thrones fan, no one else is making content because the show is over. But we only just begun when the show ended. Yes.
1: It's a good way to watch it. It will get like you'll start with some of the worst episodes of the entire Mm. series. So that's actually pretty fun. I mean, you won't know what the hell's going y- on, but it'll be fun in a different way.
0: <laughs> a lot of lot of Game of Thrones fans didn't know what was going on anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's true.
1: <laughs> but and some of your favorite characters will still be
3: alive
2: at the, the end. So,
3: yeah. yay. Oh,
0: yeah, as we say, it's the show where dragons put buildings back together and heads get reattached. <laughs> right. <laughs>
2: What was Phil's line? And then Bron jumps into a window. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bran, Bran. Oh, Bron. where he does the like, like the the eighties ninja thing where they jump backwards into yeah. the tree. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great.
0: Not for a long time though.
2: Yeah. All right, guys. Yeah, that does it for the Simpsons Index. Thank you, Michael.
1: Oh, I thought that was the uh, end point. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, no, it's like a, uh, I'm saying goodbye and you're doing your last goodbye thing.
1: Oh, like a human? <laughs> <laughs> sort of. No, no, no. Keep this. I demand you keep this. I'm not doing it again. And thank, you, and thank you, BT. Ahoy, uh, ahoy. Later, Jordan.
2: Goodbye. Yeah, that's what people... <laughs> yeah,
3: sorry. I got... Scrambled I was right. Yeah put me the spot Has
0: everyone's Burnin Like Burn it all down <laughs> Polite list simulators Just malfunctioned yeah. Except for mine
3: See like But I'm still
0: here
2: <laughs> Like I can stay for a bit right
0: You're leaving uh, the podcast
2: Yeah okay And right. I'm your host Elliot J O'Neill That's all the mustard In the haunted house <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening To the Simpsons Index podcast Which is also an online spreadsheet Available at TheSimpsonsIndex.com You can chat to us online at facebook.com slash TheSimpsonsIndex or at SimpsonsIndex on Twitter or Instagram. Now, there's no bonus scenes for this episode, so we'll catch you next week.